0: Is not going to get that man today, no, because I'm going to get him.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Doug Hagman joe hagman together something i like to call america's premier father son investigative reporting team We've got two websites hagmanreport.com hagman and hagman.com the former for the uh, news information show prep and of course hagman and hagman is where you can get the show and uh... the show venues are right there right just right from that web web page um... Wh- i'm coming to you we're coming to you today with a couple of issues or a couple of uh important points going to start out right out of the gate If you go to hagmanreport.com there's a report there there's an article there a new article several new articles actually but one in particular i want to focus on real quick before even uh, we bring uh, joe in here robert david Steele, uh 28 years as a cia case officer and uh, written an article about the, uh, and he, he appeared on on our show uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's coming back, I believe, next week. And uh, also uh, he appeared uh, here most recently on Alex Jones. And of course, he's got a three-step, uh, or he's 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 got a three-step program to to help Trump. Of course, that he explained in our program. But he also has a. a he's been talking to a number of people including jones and others and uh there's this final impeach or push i should say to impeach donald trump or or regardless to drive him from office and, and folks you know you know about this and and i i was received a letter from someone and i and i want to say that the writer is right on the money um we, we were admonished for not saying President Trump, and, and I'll say, I'll tell you this, you're exactly right. President Trump it is. Now, we got into the habit of referring to, uh, the guy in the White House, the, the uh, Satoro. We got in the habit of just calling him Obama. In my estimation, uh, the office of the presidency always deserves the respect of the man. However, it, it's up to the man. In this case, President Donald Trump, indeed, in my view, um, does command the respect of being called President Trump. Obama, not so much, because of the bona fides background. But circling back to the uh, uh, to the article by Robert David Steele, in the interview, his last interview on The Hagman Reporters, if you look on our YouTube page, it's there. It's isolated. It's there. You can download it. You can share it on Facebook. Share it with your friends. Uh, I would do that. Um and by the way, while you're while you're listening to this program, if you don't mind, please we ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, for this is to protect all of us in the alternative media, in the new media, in the real media, as I as I will call us. Um but but here's an issue a twofold issue. That one part is deals with Robert David Steele's article. There is a push to impeach or otherwise remove President Donald Trump from office. It's number one, and he goes through the three uh three issues or the three methods. One is censorship, and and he he writes that, um, and, and this, by the way, is this is an assault on our constitutional republic. This is an assault on our freedoms and our liberty, and it's pursuing, as he writes, three tracks. One is censorship. And he notes that Eric Schmidt has been organizing this massive censorship and propaganda program behind the scenes. AdRoll, for example, has illegally and without due process deprived Alex Jones of over $3 million a year in ad revenue. That's right, folks. Let me tell you something, okay? We, and and many people don't like this. And and I don't like it either. Putting ads on videos, for example. I really don't like that. I don't like to do it. I don't like to have our, our, our people do it here. I just don't like it. If we could do a video without ads, that would, that would just make me extremely happy. But here's the reality of the situation. We have a a group of, uh, we have a a tremendous team built right now to bring you the news behind the news, to bring you the deep information, to bring you the guests, to, to bring you the final product that we provide. And we try to do better, we try to do it better than anyone else in the hopes that we can at least rise to the level of some others. And I think we do a good job of that. But it's expensive. Satellite time is expensive. Um, it's everything's expensive. The electric bill is expensive. This is not a money-raising situation. I'm just telling you. So we have people who generously support us. In fact, I was reading a, a, a note today from from a, a woman who's on disability who sent us a, a little bit of money, and you know, it, it broke my heart because no, I I don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that at all. We want to make it on our own, we, we, and, and that's, of course, that's one of the reasons why we opened up uh, this marvelous advertising campaign. If you go to hagmanreport.com, and you, folks, if you have a small business, a product, a service, we offer rates competitive to uh, great rates, but, but the audience penetration is competitive to some of the biggest talkers in the industry. And that's because of the multiple platforms and how we do things and how we, it's, it's just there's a metric involved in that. But you can be on the same par if you own a business or a, have a service. And if you want to advertise with us, you can be on the same par as giants like ProFlowers, Amos Stakes, and, and many of the others, ZipRecruiter, and so many of the other um, advertisers that we, that we deal with at, at a fraction of the cost. So we are I said that for a reason because somebody might look at that and say, wow, Um, that's really not a problem uh you know too bad for for alex jones he's out three million dollars in revenue well wait a second again it's it's costly what we do is costly and and it's consistent with the people we have in the field as well and we're trying to get people in the field and and that that's a whole nother animal um but having said all of that uh we do have, uh, and I'll kind of piggyback what I'm saying with uh, with another announcement. Uh, Northeast Intelligence Network, as it was once uh, existed, is being reformatted or has been reformatted, as I noted uh, noted in my uh, video Sunday. And we have uh, investigative assets who are infiltrating these resistance groups, these seditious groups. And I'm not going to say much more than that, except to say that some of the best investigators in their field are, are out uh, attempting to secure evidence and, and provide that information to us so we can provide it to you, and that's also any type of illegal activity is also being provided the proper authorities. But uh, moving on with what uh, Robert David Steele is saying and also a little bit of a few other disclosures here, in an attempt to take down Trump, President Donald Trump, excuse me, President Donald Trump, in attempt to take him out, take him, take him down. There's a level of censorship against the new media. That's us. That's Alex Jones. That's Rick Wiles. That's Dave Hodges. That's Robert David Steele. That's other people who are doing the same thing we're doing. In some cases, doing it much better. some cases, you know. But but there is this censorship campaign. Uh, and it's striking at the heart of the content but it's also striking at everybody's pocketbook that's in this business so although we are although we do have ad revenue we are trying to move away from that through our sponsorship through our professional sponsorship But nonetheless, we need the ad revenue and every penny is reinvested back into the business, whether it be just to sustain, keep our lights on, or to, to grow. But notice that the censorship deprived, uh, InfoWars of three, three million a year, at least in that, in that one narrow revenue stream. Now they're doing that to us as well, in lesser, to a lesser extent. Obviously, not three million to the two and three million a year. It's it, however. That's track one against President Donald Trump. That's also concurrent with us. I have a one B. That's one A. I have a one B. I'm, I'm going to, I'll circle back to that in a moment. Track two is a violent American spring. This has been verified by the investigative assets that we have that are volunteering their time and, and infiltrating these groups. And again, I go back to the Sunday video I did. George Soros is leading a massively funded effort to put up a mix of paid and uh, um, largely uninformed group of protesters in the streets beginning around the uh, beginning sometime around mid-March tens of thousands across the country augmented by agitators dressed in black that's the in and uh causing property damage now that's black block that's that group black block which is a subset of figure kind of think of black block as like the mercenary aspect of of the uh groups but you're going to see an american spring i believe this spring as the weather warms up you're going to see Massive protest, property destruction, violence. Think of the summer, uh, I believe it was 70, 1970, Kent State. That kind of violence, uh, that proceeded in, uh, subsequent to Penn State in the course of the height of the Vietnam War and all of the anti-war protests back then. But directed at President Donald Trump. We also have Black Lives Matter. And you're you're gonna see the Black Lives Matter And you're going to see all of these groups coordinate their efforts through the social media networking. Now, track track three is exclusive to President Trump, and that's impeachment or resignation. The mainstream media, the corporate media, the captured corporate media, the fake news. Of course, they're controlled by the Rothschilds, Wall Street, the CIA, the Saudis. As a matter of fact, he references the Zionists, and every time we say that word, of course, we get emails at the wazoo saying, oh, you're anti-Semitic. This is not, Zionism is not referencing the Jewish faith, people of the Jewish faith. It's just, that's just not it. But the U.S. secret intelligence community, notably the rogue elements at the CIA and the CIA, or NSA and the CIA, that have spied with impunity on U.S. politicians, and then turn around to blackmail them, that's part of pedogate. Understand that. What Pizzagate is, is a slice of pedogate. Pedogate has been around for a long time. Upwards of 30% of American politicians have been compromised or bribed. You're either compromised or bribed, or in some cases you're bribed before you're compromised. It's just a whole mess. That's what the purpose of Epstein's Island, Lolita Express. If you think for one minute that a... Lawmaker goes into a tryst and there's not a fight for video, audio in the hotel room in where, or whatever location. You're woefully naive. It's all about securing the video in order to bribe and then compromise or potentially compromise the careers of the career politicians. But. Track three impeachment or resignation, of course, and, and they're using the media, the, the corporate media, as a tool. Okay, um, they are convincing the American public that Donald Trump is is out of his mind and he's impaired, you know, mentally impaired, and he's unpredictable and he's not suitable for president. I mean, how many times and now how often do you hear this? You know, opening on the evening news, it's just a mess.
2: Depends on how how often you watch the news. I would well, imagine.
1: right, but 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 the, the average person in in their house, they're they're getting the CBS, NBC, MSNBC crap fed to them on a daily basis diet. Mm-hmm. It's a diet of
2: crap. And however, I mean, um, a lot of people, especially older people. I remember my grandma when she had the news on, she would leave it on, um, regardless of what the news was, and right. regardless of the who the host of the show was. So it would be on you know, four or five hours. And, and then you, when you yeah. have that, when you have people coming over and you have the same repetitious, um, you know, verbal assaults on a daily basis based on lies, it does get ingrained in people's minds. Absolutely. It does. And, and I want to, and I'm glad you
1: pointed that out because if you, I mean, this is no accident and, and this is, this is and absolutely by the, the by the, uh, six corporations of the corporate media.
2: And one, I just want to point out one example that I saw today. Um, just really eye opening. There was, um, Trump made some statements as he spoke. Uh, he made some statements about anti Semitism, how anti Semitism has to stop, it will stop. Yep. And he was speaking. And he's correct. Tuesday morning, um, as Jewish institutions have been targeted across the U.S. with threats. Uh, and he spoke at, during a tour of the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Right. And, uh, he said, anti Semitism is horrible. And it's going to stop. It has to stop. So, what do we see in the news today? CNN. This is slanderous. CNN panel clashes over Donald Trump rhetoric on anti-Semitism. They go on and call him anti-Semitic um, and racist because they say he's not doing enough, uh, you know, not speaking out against anti-Semitism enough. I mean, there's two or three stories about this. Um, even Trump's diversity director got visibly frustrated with NBC's Craig Melvin over, uh, NBC making step up, stuff up about Trump being anti Semitism. Um, and CNN on the bottom, when they were calling him an anti Semite, said that, uh, Trump's anti Semitism is horrific. Well, all he said today was, that anti Semitism had this be stopped and was uh, how, stop. how in the
1: world can President Donald Trump be anti Semitic when he's got, he's got a, a, a Jewish son in law. And daughter. Well, right. Through conversion. Right. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, he is speaking, as you point out, he's speaking against the defacement I mean, and the damage of, of synagogues across the United States, which has picked up
2: since the election, by the way. And they're calling him anti-Semitic when he's standing next to, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. You know, well, right. he was here just a few weeks ago during a press conference. Right. So you see, I mean, it's just the, this constant hypocrisy, the constant lying, the constant misrepresentation and distortion of truth. Well, meanwhile, you've
1: got the Council on Arab Islamic Relations Care uh, embedding their assets in the federal government. You've got Arab islamic assets embedded within the united states government across all platforms across all agencies and care of course now is launching this campaign because they believe that donald trump is uh uh uh, bigoted toward islam especially using the uh the seven country vetting extreme vetting process and saying see how anti-islamic anti-muslim donald trump is so this is all part of it as well it, it take your of course care and the Arabs, the israeli um uh, or the uh, i'm sorry the uh, islamic uh, uh, assets here in america don't want you to even concentrate on the on the increase in the hatred against the jews in this country the uh, uh, stuff going on against the synagogues in this country the bomb threats if you folks if you knew about the Stuff that isn't reported—the number of bomb threats to synagogues, to to um, Jewish classrooms—or, uh, and I'm not sure what what they're called. Uh, um, I, I was speaking to an investigator today out of New York, and he'd mentioned the word, and that, that escapes me right now. But uh, just in New York City alone, the five boroughs—and you're not going to hear this on the on the evening news—the threats to those uh, classrooms, the Jewish classrooms, are, are have nearly doubled in the last two weeks but what's causing this of course it is it is donald trump's uh elevation of israel on a national level international level and you've got nikki haley speaking out at the united nations saying oh my goodness what they're doing but but all of this is all part of the fake news narrative and see remember two months ago and i asked our listeners to and viewers to remember two months ago when I said fake news is going to be one of the biggest, hottest, most important topics, and and I think looking at this, I think I'm
2: right, and, and of course the
3: post You're right for true. the wrong
2: reasons, but yeah, how so? You thought that fake news was going to be uh, used as an excuse to crack down on the alternative media. On, on, oh Well, I'm getting to that. Hold on. but that, That's 1B up here. I think fake news has been co-opted, and, and when people hear the words fake news, they automatically think the mainstream media. I don't think they think alternative media, Facebook posts, things like that. I think they think CNN. I think they think MSNBC due to Trump's co-opting it. Wait, then, wait, 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 wait. What are you saying? Exactly. I, I'm saying the president co-opted the term fake news from what it was intended to be used for and turned it around to now when we hear fake news. I okay. think most people right. think of know, right. the I, actual I mainstream see, see. media.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump is saying CNN is not just fake news but very fake news and other corporate organizations like that. And you're saying... I couldn't even call it news anymore. Okay, so you, what you're saying is my reference... To fake news used against the alternative media, but he's using it against the corporate media.
2: Yeah, because when we first when this fake news narrative first came out, it was in reference to Pizzagate, right? And what we both agree that the narrative that they were running with was intended to be used to censor voices that were not mainstream, that were not pre approved, script written. Um, well, it, it it does
1: have a double meaning, Joe, and, and I and I submit to our listeners and viewers that that right now, if if you ask uh, if you ask a, a progressive Democrat, but I am redundant there, I guess, uh, or a socialist Democrat, again redundant, uh, you know, fake, what, what's fake news? They would point their fingers at that alternative media sources like us, new media sources like us. If you would ask uh, what is fake news to a a conservative Republican or a conservative, they would point their fingers at places like CNN. So it depends on who you ask, but I, I think the definition, um, I, 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 would, I would defer to President Donald Trump's definition in, in his usage of that. But having said all of that, let me get to 1B, because I, I want to close this half hour with this. Uh, the, the Remember I said uh, Robert David Steele, and I'm referring to the article at HagmanReport.com, and please always check HagmanReport.com, folks. Uh, Robert David still has an article out there. Three uh, assaults on uh, the, uh, a three pronged assault against uh, President Donald Trump, but this is a three pronged assault, or at least a two pronged assault against the alternative media sources, and including but not limited to us. One of the sources in particular, Infowars, Alex Jones. I I must say this: um, everyone needs to pray for and lift up in prayer. And support Alex Jones and Infowars because they are under vicious attack. People want, there, there are, there are, and I can freely say this there is a um, division, uh, a department, and I shouldn't say division, a department inside our government dedicated to take down uh, Alex Jones and Infowars alone. Not The government under President Donald John Trump, but the leftover remaining sewage from the Obama regime. But part and parcel to that is a wider array of targets, including Joe and I, including this institution, the Hagman and Hagman report. And I'm going to tell you right now, we are under extreme assault If I I, I cannot even speak about everything that's going on, but I'll tell you this. They want the people, there are are a couple of different groups that want to take us out, take Dave Hodges out, take Rick Wiles out. When I say take us out, I'm talking about shutting us down. Um, Steve Quayle, uh, and and even Pastor David Langford. And I I would even widen that to... um, paul mcguire i'm not going to name everybody but there is a campaign to shut us down they are using censorship as part of it they're using lawfare as another part of their methods they are using uh complaints directly to the people who assist us sponsor us and support us they are attempting to plant false information about us elsewhere in the media They're contacting our guests and urging our guests not to ever come back on. Um, They are doing, when I say they, I'm talking about this cabal, this this group of people who are functioning outside of the realm of the government, of course, but are perhaps paid by elements of George Soros. Uh, This is my view, my opinion. But there's another group. There's another several group, another grouping of people. These are private citizens that are, are attempting to have us shut down, filing anonymous complaints with various government agencies, filing complaints with the IRS anonymously, filing complaints with the state agencies, filing complaints with you name it, okay, just to keep us busy. The phone starts ringing at 8 o'clock in the morning and doesn't stop until 8 o'clock at night. Understand, uh, that's just one aspect, but other aspects of the you know, planning of fake information out there the um, uh, attempts to uh, censor us in a number of different ways complaints to YouTube complaints to our different uh, venues it's non-stop and if this is happening to us and Rick Wiles and Dave Hodges I can guarantee you Alex Jones and from what I've heard personally, is really under the gun. So all of us, we need to stick together. Uh, I, I'm glad we're kind of cutting it off here at the bottom of the hour because if I said more, and I can't really say more because you, you just don't do that. Especially if you're in the midst of a fight, you don't identify necessarily the enemies and um, reveal battle plans because we are fully engaged in battle. Trust me when I tell you, we are not backing down but doubling down. And that is a promise. Folks we we'll to be right back. Let's give us three minutes. Just pray for us, please. Pray for us. And you know what? I I, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the letters that you send by email or by mail and email. When we were reading, I was reading a couple letters. In fact, I saved one from August. With a date read in mid February. Because some of the stuff was timed. That person was hundred percent accurate by the way. I might bring that letter out uh here this week. I'll you come should. right back, yeah.
4: Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back.
3: In a thrilling series of novels, TC Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Review states readers of end times fiction will be hard pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast paced. Blue Wink Reviews boldly states fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from (laughs) Amazon.com, Book 1, Precipice, Book 2, Pentecost, and Book 3, Penance.
5: Gov.com
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, this segment, we are joined by Alan Riggs of Greenovative. He is uh, the inventor and maker of the GMAG Power Cell and has been a sponsor of the Hagman and Hagman show since October of 2016. He's going to come on and we're going to talk a little bit about his product, about um, some of the specials he has going on, and, um, some of the new things that he's been developing and working on. In hours two, Leo Holman, editor of WorldNetDaily, Daily, will be joining us, followed by Stan Dale in hour three. But with us now, you Mr. Know, Mr. Alan. Joe,
1: I want to talk to, I want to ask Alan, too, about, um, about preps in general, because, uh, this is something I've been getting emails about, about preps in general. And, uh, he's in the prepping business. He goes to all the conferences and such, you know, and his product is, is a wonderful product, but Joe and, and, I'll just let you continue with this, but, but one of the issues I'm concerned about, and I'm just going to tell everyone out there, we are going to get, we we are being pantsed you know that folks we are we are being lied to you see here's here's the deal everyone thinks okay we don't need gold we don't need silver we don't need food we don't need you know the, the pantry of food we don't need any alternative energy uh, you know why because president donald trump's in office and everything's going to be fine well you know we dodged a bullet with clinton that would have been a, a quick death uh donald trump president donald j trump i think is uh is part parcel to to keeping us afloat uh, for a while but if there's any time that that we should be preparing i certainly believe it's now but i want to get uh i want to get the uh our guest. uh uh i want to get his impression and you can you can kind of take it from here but i want to get his impression of the environment out there the mentality of the average person the 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 guy that goes to work and you know uh Maybe it might have been a prepper, uh, Y2K prepper or perhaps, uh, even more seriously before this election and then all of a sudden says, "Ah, you know what? I guess I was wrong. So, but go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. I'm going to shut up now. Alan, it's, it's
2: great to have you, have you back on the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, well, let's do this. Um, some folks who may be new listeners might not be familiar with, with your product. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, what you, what you got going on? Sure, thank you. We, we have developed the, uh, Green greenovative, Matthew,
6: we call it the Gene Mag, G-Mag Power Cell. It's a, uh, it's a box, in fact, well, here it is. It's a small, small box. It weighs about 8 ounces. You add a little bit of salt water to it and it will charge about 130,000 milliamp hour AA batteries. And when you've depleted the replaceable anodes that are in there, you put in two more, and you have another 130 AA batteries. So instead of carrying around nine pounds of batteries and giving up food or water for that, you carry around about eight ounces of water when you need it, and you got the equivalent of 130 batteries. So it's a, a very versatile tool, very high-energy device. And when we got hooked up with the Eggman and Hagman family, we found out that everybody wants one.
2: Well it's a very innovative and handy product I, love I must it say. Um you know you you talk about uh when the power goes out when if you're off the grid if you're even if you're camping if you're in a temporary situation or or a more permanent situation where you will find yourself without power or resources um having the ability to recharge batteries is I would say uh, priceless because uh, as you said, think about, you know, just the weight alone, but the inconvenience of having to carry around batteries you're going to be carrying around until you use them all with nothing left to use in the end. But you've created a product that lets you, um, continue to charge and recharge batteries, uh, without a power source.
6: That's right. And, and I would like to tell you a couple more things about that. Uh, people ask me how long does it last? It, and it lasts on the shelf indefinitely. And I tell them that, that if they buy it and put it on the shelf, they can give it to their great, great grandchildren. It just goes and goes and goes. It has no shelf life. It lasts as long as you need it to last. And when it's ready, add water and you're good to go.
2: And that's, uh, I mean, talk about, you know, how simple that is. Um, it, as I said earlier, you've been an, an advertiser since October of last year. Um, and our audience has gotten to know you, uh, pretty well. And you said that, you know, everybody wants one of these things. What are um, some of the things that our audience has ordered from here. What are your most popular um, items?
6: That, that, that's, an, that's a nice question. Thank you. The uh, The interesting thing is we came out with the unit with replaceable batteries, with replaceable anodes, last April. We've been working on it and working on it. We finally got it all together. And since then, every a lot of people have bought them. So we decided to make it even more functional by adding additional batteries, uh, battery adapters where you could use a double A for either a C or a D size battery to emulate those batteries. And we threw in a USB block where if you put four recently charged double A batteries in there, you can charge your cell phone, night vision goggles, GPS devices, range finders, radios, cameras, about a thousand different things by just adding salt and water to a box and charging some double A batteries. And this so they, works. I, I just want to say I did charge.
1: Uh, my wife's cell phone using this device and it was like it was plugged into the wall but go ahead
6: so we started selling what we called the our uh, super gmag super works package and it came with extra replaceable anodes and and the um, battery adapters and the USB block and all of that and we found that people would buy it but they would want more batteries so they bought more batteries and they would want more battery adapters so We developed our new offering, and it's called the Super G Mag Complete. And it has all of those extra things that folks have been ordering at a very reduced price. So we bundled it. We look at it as we're a monopoly, and if we wanted to bundle something, we can. So we do that to save the folks money. And that's our best seller right now because all of the things that they've been ordering, in addition to more money, we have it in there at less money.
2: So just to just to reiterate what you said that you have a, a new super GMAG complete package um, as a result from the uh, our listening audience uh, and and their uh, customers of yours and that gives you these extra batteries and extra adapters what you saw uh, the audience needing and wanting to order separately uh, when you first started to put out this product now you've 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 bundled that and made it uh, cheaper and are you running any specials right now?
6: I am, and and I have to tell a tell a tale on Doug here. <laughs> All right. right Doug, <laughs> Doug maneuvered with me to get a uh, a big discount for the audience, and we've done that. And it, and and I want to say it was really pleasant, but perhaps not so much. But he wrestled me down, and we have a fourteen percent discount, and we've done it uh, the month of February, and we're going to extend that to the fifteenth of fifteenth uh, of March because I don't think I can go through that again.
1: You know, look, no police reports were filed. Okay, and there there were no marks left, in physical marks left. Um, but see what it, see what we do for you guys,
6: the listeners. On <laughs> they there? did, yeah. You know, uh,
1: but but seriously, uh, Mister Riggs, uh, and I call him Mister Riggs because after that last wrestling match, I he told me he said if you don't, you know, you're going down again. Uh,
2: okay. Uh, <laughs> One of the interesting things um uh that I I'm reading here is a Seven Trumpets Prepper put the G-Mag chargers in the top 10 uh items of must have for for bartering.
6: He did. And he, we've been talking for a long time and uh I've sent him some units and he gave them to his local fire department and 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 they were pleased and and he has been like the uh the uh, Johnny Appleseed of G-Mag. He goes around and gives them to everybody. So he went through all of the things that he had, and he said, "If I were going to pick barter items, a g mag is what I would want to have for barter because it's power. You can either sell the power and you can or you barter the unit
2: and and it's you know uh it's not that expensive at all it's cheap how many would you what would you recommend for uh listeners out there who already have been customers or viewers or maybe be might be first time customers you know uh to get you know a unit for themselves?" Um, how many extra units would you, would you advise people to have on hand? Um, for bartering or for, you know, family and friends?
6: There, there's a, during Christmas, we, it was common for us to receive orders of five or six at a time and we'd ship them off to different places with, uh, Merry Christmas on them. If I were going to advise somebody on what to do, uh, uh, Eve does that with her trading post in the woods. She gets folks together and adv- advises them for things. I would advise them to buy a Superworks Complete, and probably one of our lesser units, one of our double power units. It, it, the the anodes aren't replaceable, but it's less expensive. It'll charge about 200 batteries, and it would be great for bartering. Hey, I'll give you this if you give me that. And the 1,000 milliampere batteries in them can be charged about 800 times. It's a, it's really a high-power leverage device.
1: Okay. I'll just say this: we use we use batteries here in the studio a lot—double A, AA, triple A batteries. The the remotes for uh, what you see behind us and such. October, I guess it was October. We began charging the batteries um, with the original power cells. We have had not had to replace them, and they seem to be strong as ever. So it's amazing what they uh, the, the 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 longevity of those.
6: Hmm. Yeah, they last for a long time, and there's a lot of power in the unit itself.
2: And and just to be clear, the the batteries, you can't uh, use any batteries to to recharge. They have to be rechargeable batteries, correct?
6: Um, Yes, but I read an article about three years ago from a, a, a Duracell engineer that said some uh Alkaline batteries can be recharged with some chargers. So we did a test. We went out and got a 100 alkaline batteries, and we ran them down to, to, to zero. And out of that 100, we were able to charge a little over 30 of them one time. Of those 30, we charged another six one time, and it was over. So what I tell people is it's not designed to charge an alkaline battery. No, pretty much no battery charger is. But if you're in trouble, and I think that's what we're talking about here, when you're in trouble, give it a go. If it works, that's fine. You don't know what's going to happen. It may, it may burst and leak a little bit. Uh, might get hot. I don't know, but if you're in trouble, give it a go. And, and I want to say something as gently as I can. If you're in really big trouble and you need power and you have no water, you can go behind the bushes and fill this up, and you will have power. So if you're alive, you have power.
2: That's uh that's uh, very helpful when when you think about it how how easy that would be. Uh, not everybody we, would be able to find water. We haven't tried that yet. No, no. So we, I can't speak on that. We'll say that for the
1: emergency purposes. Well, Eric's <laughs> saying, yeah. Wait, wait, I think Eric just he said no. He did try that.
6: I can tell you that it's been proven in the laboratory. How's that? I'll take uh,
1: your word for it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
1: wow. Well, that's fantastic. So, so he's uh, folks, just the takeaway from this is Alan Riggs, greeninnovative.com, has created a special package for us. And, uh really, he's done our listeners a great service. He's created uh, just this wonderful package. Go to greeninnovative.com for full details, but he can explain it again. And, and, and that's in response to our request to, to package something up for our, our listeners, and, and, uh, and, and I'm thankful to Mr. Riggs and people like Mr. Riggs because he's helping all of us out. We talk about problems. We talk about the, the coming riots, the Arab Arab summer, or the American summer, or the American spring. Call it what you want. We're going to have problems, and you think that we're you think maybe we might have some power outages? I think so. Be prepared. The last thing, the last thing you want to do is reach for your flashlight and not have uh, uh, batteries that you know work in the flashlight, or have a dead cell phone, or have a dead whatever when that's avoidable. And if it's avoidable, it's so a shame on you if you don't prepare.
2: That's right, Mister Riggs. You have um, a few uh, prepper and trade shows coming up. Do you want to let folks know uh, where you? I do. Be?
6: I do. I and and Doug had asked me earlier about the prepper shows. I've seen, it was, it was gangbusters up through November. And the, the observation that I've heard is right. Right after the election, a lot of prepper shows tailed off. It didn't seem like people were as concerned about what was going to happen anymore, but they're starting to pick up again. I think every fo- folks are starting to realize that they need the things that they've always needed and who knows what's going to happen next. But to go on from that, we are going to be at the uh, the uh, RK Tennis Memphis-Tennessee Prepper Show this coming weekend, the 25th and 26th in Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to be at, e- be at Eve Gonzalez's uh, Waycross, Georgia, a time with experts uh, March 12th to the 15th, and the uh, Full Spectrum Preparedness Show in Topeka, Kansas, on the 25th and 26th of March. And those are all held by really good people, and it's always a good turnout and a good exchange with the folks that are there.
2: Yeah, some great events with some, uh, great people. And, um, it seems like just in the next month, that's, that's three you got going right there. So it seems like maybe they are picking back up again. Maybe the, uh, the, uh, honeymoon phase is over, um, with, you know, people taking that, that break thinking that they could stop prepping, thinking that everything, you know, is going to change, um, maybe realizing that, the, you know, preps are something that we need now more than ever and realizing that, you know, we're, no matter who's in the White House, we're not going to be out of danger. Um, which it's good because to see people back on their feet, back on their toes means that they're not, you know, uh, relaxing and, and, um, stop paying attention to what's going on. And, um, it should be interesting to see, you know, um, hopefully our listeners take advantage of your special and take advantage of your product. Um, I had another question I was going to ask you, and it's it's just, uh oh, to contact you. Um, do you want to give out your, your contact info for people who uh, want to contact you or your office for questions or orders? Sure. Uh, thank you. If if you go onto my website, there will be a block there that says contact.
6: Just click on that and send me an email. Tell me what you're, what you're looking for, what your concerns are, and I'll get right back to you. And uh, our phone number is... Right on the, uh, the website and it's, uh, area code 321 638 4885. That's here in the office. And if you have any questions about how the machine works or what it can do for you or what, how many you should have or what kind might fit in your circumstances, give us a call. Send us an email. Email. We'd be happy to answer you and give you the uh, best, best advice that we can. But let me caution the people who call, be nice to Mr. Riggs. This
1: guy, you don't want to, you don't mess with this guy. He's a bear. I mean, he, you know, he can wrestle you to the ground and I mean, he's like a pit bull, but uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, excellent customer service, absolute aces, of customer service questions. And, and we had so many questions initially because we didn't know, um, about the product and such, but, uh, my goodness, full of knowledge that guy is, he knows what he's talking about.
2: Absolutely. Um, anything else, Mr. Riggs, before we let you go that we didn't cover?
6: I would like to say thank you for, for your show, for the things you present. Thank you for the, uh, the, the audience that you've had and, and my introduction to them has just been excellent. People, folk, folks would call, they just add, call to say thanks and call to ask questions. It's been just a really, uh, really great association with you folks, except for wrestling on prices with,
5: them. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, hey, no no permanent scars, no police reports, it's all good, brother. Thank you. Thanks for being Thank filming. All right, brother. God bless you. God bless. God bless you. I'm too. on rigs, man. What a guy. I'm a, they, and Greenovative, what a product. I'm serious, man. Everybody should have one.
2: Yeah, it's um you know, if the power goes out, if you don't have access to power and you need that portable power, the uh Greenovative G Mag um, complete package with the power cells and the batteries uh, and the and the adapters. It's at a very good price, as he said. He's bundled them together, and uh, this is these are batteries that can be recharged. What do you say, eight hundred times? I don't know. Like I said, we've used this.
1: Are uh, one unit even if constantly twenty four seven? It's, times, it's uh, huge. It's worth it. So know? yeah, I mean, it, it can, it, if you if you can buy your batteries for like two cents a piece, you know the the good kind, um, then. This would not be a good deal, but I don't know anyone who can do that. Um, so this is a good deal. I mean, the, the, the price, uh, the return on investment is just huge. So anyway, well, we, we got about, um, yeah, let's, yeah.
3: Uh, oh, a few
1: Leo, Leo Holman coming on again at the top of the hour. Um, yeah, editor of World Net Daily. Man, he is going to, there's some things you got to stick around. And then of course, Stan Dale, but Joe, if you, if you do want to, I just want to, one closing comment about my initial, initial comments earlier in the show I just want to say this just understand, and and Alex Jones God bless him, please lift him up in prayer Uh, I I like him a lot I like InfoWars, I think they're making a big difference in everything, we are allies we are friends Um, we detest the people who are coming out against InfoWars we think it's horrible Uh, we we, we don't like the people who are coming out against our our friends and brothers Um, on the conservative side I think it's horrible and and there are so many people out there and then we have uh also the, the the Christian family that that we like to believe that we're part of uh even some people who have waged war against uh, against us because of our Christianity or because uh we're not uh you know because of some sort of disagreement or whatever the right but,
2: type of Christian
1: right, right. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. but understand just if you do nothing else understand what is going on. You, you folks you only know um had i known this i think when we first got into this, had I known all of this stuff could go on, I'd have to, you know, I'd rethink things because this is the worst I've ever seen any kind of fight. This is street fighting like I've never seen. And, and the dirty tricks that are being played and the people who are coming against us, and I can only speak about us. I, I, do, I, I can't speak for Hodges, Dave Hodges, or... Uh, Anyone else? I can only speak against or about you know from us, but except you know to what I know from, for example, what's going on with with uh, info Wars and such, and, and and we we back them a hundred percent. We back uh, Dave Hodges and, and everyone a hundred percent in the new media and the alternative media. But all I can say is this is um, th- this is absolutely incredible. And so some of the people that that are really attempting to uh, to shut us up are doing so in in some pretty novel ways you know the, they say that the the worst threat is the one you never see coming and that's the tactic, is the kind of stuff that you never see coming and it's just a new experience almost every day and that's fun it's really just
2: and it's a multi-pronged attack when you have yeah. um, you know um when you have this monopoly of technological companies that that pretty much run the major functions of the internet that are used by alternative news sites that are uh, oppressing and censoring h- holding back money um that's one uh, you know one pronged attack from you know upstairs if you will then you have you know other ground level attacks from people coordinating to attack your sponsors your guests mm-hmm. um you know your your hosting companies of your websites yep your families For pets. Either uh, non-issues, created issues, or perceived issues. Uh, Never, I don't think we have, maybe once or twice have we had problems where there was actually a a disagreement, an an actual disagreement, or um, not that anybody was wrong, but or did something wrong. Yeah, correct. But, uh, you know, these people are, um, I mean, this is a a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual war. And it has been manifesting, um, and it will continue to come after the truth, to come after the people who want to tell the truth and are doing their best to tell the truth because the truth is the enemy of this culture of lies and hate and, uh, rage that we are seeing continue to expand and develop. I mean, we were talking about fake news earlier. I want to, I want to hit this story because this is, you want a little comical relief for this evening? Well, let's go. This is from the Daily Caller. Yeah. Uh I came across this um this was a story posted last night about eleven PM, but I came across this about an hour before the show. Fake news site lets liberals live on alternative reality where Hillary is president. Yeah, Yeah, I saw (laughs) approval ratings for President Clinton hit eighty nine percent. Um shudder to think about that, right? It goes on to say, uh, confused by fake news, Redditors think Trump is president and DOJ is considering charging Trump with treason. These are just a few headlines featured on org, a satirical news site devoted to covering stories from an alternative universe where Hillary won last November's election. In the midst of a constitutional crisis, this is our response. The site's description reads, Long live the true president, Hillary Rodham Clinton. My goodness. Um... I well, guess that's, uh, their safe space on the internet. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, <laughs> what delusion or, I mean, it, it, the, the people who are behind the site, it says the site's proprietors did not identify themselves right. online. They did not re- return the daily caller's request for comment, but they've gone to state that the article suggests that they may have liberal leanings. You think? I would think this would come from a more, a, a more conservative person playing a joke. Um, but yeah. it could go that way. But if,
1: if you look at the website, which is kind of to me, it's kind of a waste it, of yeah, time. mean I have I mean, just, you can see where it's more of a. Uh, uh, I, I I believe that, and I could be wrong, but I certainly suspect it's it's from a uh, uh, liberal bias. But but that's just me. Uh, I wouldn't even waste my time on it. But no. the fact no. of the matter is, you've got people that are living this virtual life where Hillary. Diane Rodham, the Yak yeah, Clinton, as president, for crying out loud, get a, get a grip, and it's just a mess. Um, but in the, in the real world, what we're seeing here is, is we're seeing uh, People this, create
2: virtual realities to get out of their reality. Uh, we would need uh, a virtual reality to get out of that virtual reality. Uh, 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 yeah, and where, where do you stop? Right. I mean, it just keeps going. And I don't know uh, where you're going to go. The only other thing I wanted to say, and we can get into this with Holman, is uh, what Trump said on Sweden. Was president con- Trump. President Trump said, yes. so "What the president said about Sweden was blown way out of proportion by the media. He wasn't specific. He was talking about the culture of Sweden, with the right. uh, the immigrants and the the uh, rape cap being the rape capital of the world." And um, and I, Joe, I went back and
1: listened to his remarks, his statement on that. And if he would have said uh, what uh, all that was missing, in my view, was the uh, broadcast about the Sweden, uh troubles in Sweden. Last night, in other words, he was. I well, believe see, he was a he was day was ahead of it. To, well, yes, but I believe he was referring to a news report about the immigration or problems caused by immigration in Sweden that was reported on the the previous day, and I think that's what he's referring to. Well,
2: I about, could be wrong. But, well, well, the whole point was is that you know they made it sound like he was talking about a specific terrorist attack that never happened or an right. event, but um, and no, I bet you're more right than wrong because. Um, After Trump made these statements, there have been a number of incidents that have happened in Sweden on top of the, you know, the sexual assaults that are continuing and the criminalization of speech against immigrants. But riots in Stockholm, a suburb after drug suspect is arrested that happened in Sweden. And they're going to blame that on Trump. Sweden is in crisis, just as Trump said. Um, and we can get into more with that with Leo Holman. I'm sure he has a number of things he wants to talk about dealing with current events. The president. In uh, his administration and the um, atmosphere of politics in today. We'll be right back with WorldNet Daily editor Leo Holman after this.
1: but a thing you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG Chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP-proof, and it's environmentally friendly. It, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid. When other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to GreenInnovative.com. That's GreenInnovative.com perhaps your business out there a small business would you like to extend the reach of your business i bet you would would you like to, to have the same opportunities as companies such as Omaha Steaks, Pro Flowers, and Casper Mattress, some of the bigger companies out there, would you like to have that same power? Advertise on our program, go to Hagman and Hagman com or send an email to opportunities at Hagman Hagman If you go to HagmanReport.com and HagmanHagman.com, there's a link where you can you can, you can it's a big red box. You'll see it. You'll see it. Click on that link. And go ahead and read the benefits we have created for you. I think it's I think it's a fabulous opportunity.
5: 855-888-6288 PreciousTimberProfits.com Precious Timber Profits
1: Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. This broadcast brought to you by Healthmasters. Healthmasters.com Go there if you do nothing else, ultimate multiple, boy, we take these. These are, these are required. We have these at the door, at the studio, as well as, of course, vitamin B. You gotta have vitamin B. Don't take vitamin B before going to bed or you won't, yeah. And cortisol buster, this is a new product. This gives you focus as well as kind of mellows you out. Takes a little bit of this stress away, but provides great focus. All products available at healthmasters.com. Folks, visit healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Use the coupon code DOUG5. That's healthmasters.com, coupon code DOUG5. Uh, I want to give them a big thank you because uh, they, they are keeping us healthy and uh, moving around mobile and uh, and certainly focused and energized now. Our guest is Leo Homan. Uh, he's the uh, you remember him? He was not, oh, he was on just not too long ago. He's the um, a writer for World daily, WND.com. Daily, WND dot com. Joe, I'll kick it over to you, and you can bring him on.
2: Yeah, um, uh, Leo Holman was on with us uh, just a few weeks ago, right after the inauguration, and we talked about a number of things: the political climate, the the transition, um, and the uh, insane left media, and um. Mr. Holman, it looks like we're going to pick up right where we left off. The insanity in the media has continued. The political climate has become more divisive, especially in dealing with the media. And let's start where we left off right at the end of last hour in Sweden. I was referencing an article from PJ Media. Trump is completely right about the crisis in Sweden. Obviously, Trump made a remark about Sweden and the immigration crisis and the crimes that were going on there. And the news media went and turned it into uh, you know him creating a lie out of thin air trying to to say he was referencing a terrorist attack that never happened um but you know sure enough right after trump said this that same evening and and into uh through last night and today there have been uh riots there have been other um problems that have been happening and, and flaring up in sweden uh what's your take on on the trump sweden situation
7: yeah, Joe, isn't that interesting how, uh, as you said, no sooner did Trump get those words out of his mouth than we have, uh, news of rioting breaking out within the, uh, uh, migrant enclaves of Sweden. And, uh, you know, there's more than 50 of these, uh, so-called no-go zones in Sweden where police are afraid to go in and, and restore law and order. And uh, this is what we've seen happening in Rinksby, which is a sub- suburb of uh, mm-hmm. Stockholm. Uh, migrants there live in an enclave, unassimilated, uh, part of the uh, more than 300,000 migrants that Sweden has brought into its country over the last several years. And, uh, you know, in many ways, Sweden is interesting uh, because Sweden, as you know, it's always been held up as this model by the leftists in, in America uh, as sort of what we should be shooting for in this country. They, they really don't like American capitalism, and they always point us to Sweden as the uh, sort of uh, utopia we should all be uh, looking to transform our communities into in our states and our in our country. And uh, this Sweden has brought in more migrants per capita. Than any other country in Europe, and uh, we're now seeing the fruits of that. But this isn't the first time it's it's happened. We've had riots in Sweden in 2009, 2010, 2013, and now uh, 2017. They've they've become the rape capital of Europe. Uh, you know the uh, music festivals that they're known for having there in the summertime, in uh, beautiful Sweden. Uh, have become uh, just playgrounds for these Muslim migrants to ha- to uh, rape and sexually assault women. It's it's just astounding, uh, Joe. They uh, several bands, uh, the Mump Brothers for one, have refused to play anymore at these music festivals because they've realized that so many women and young girls are getting raped at their concerts, and so they've decided to just pull out and not do any more concerts there. Uh they've they've got the, they've got it down where uh a bunch of the migrants will form a circle around uh a a woman or girl as young as twelve years old and so nobody else can uh go within the perimeter of this circle and then inside the perimeter uh one of the migrants will take the migrants will take turns raping uh the young girl. It is it is sickening. And uh this is going on in Sweden, but the uh uh Media here has done nothing since the Donald Trump comments but try to cover for Sweden and and make it sound like he didn't know what he was talking about. Everything is fine in Sweden.
2: Yeah, what's interesting is uh, a few interviews, specifically uh, one I saw on CNN and one I read about on MSNBC, um, there was somebody who came on to talk about the correlation of Sexual assaults and violent attacks with the rise of the immigration and the refugee uh, population, and they even went on to cite some statistics. Um, you know, almost 200,000 in the time frame that they referenced, uh, with the sharp upticks in rape and the growing violence that has been in Sweden. And there were the, these uh, talking heads on CNN. They were trying to demonize the statistics and the reports, as you said, covering up. Yes. They're they're saying that. Um, the large-scale immigration in Sweden is working out fine. It's a beautiful country. Yep. People are assimilating, and there is no issues whatsoever.
7: The Washington Post put out a similar article today uh, saying that the uh, mass integration of these migrants has been, quote, largely successful, largely successful. And then they had to admit that there had been riots in 2010 and 2013, uh, not to mention now, currently riots, in in the Stockholm area So uh, yeah, they're, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth They're having to acknowledge that there are some Quote problems, quote challenges Whatever they want to say it But they still are saying that it's been largely successful And uh, I guess this is something that they believe That uh, the U.S. should emulate And uh, we're not taking in enough migrants of our own uh, Okay, um,
1: wow uh, Alright, Vox.com is a site that uh, just came out here with a with a article about Sweden, uh, February twentieth, which would have been yesterday, and, and of yep. course taking on President Donald Trump and, and stating, uh, and I am not just going to I am going to tell you the assertions they're making with authority here. Number one, there is no immigrant crime. Uh, crime. There is no immigrant immigrant crime wave in Sweden. That's number one. Um, mm-hmm. That's. Assertion one. Assertion two is there is no rape epidemic in Sweden. And I'll just sub, uh, I'll, I'll give you an addendum here to that. Uh, they write, if you spend any time in the conservative media, particularly the alt-right, I guess that would be us, or anti-Islam sites, gee, I guess that's us too, there's... <laughs> There's a more specific narrative about Sweden than the one about crime in general. It's about rape. Specifically, Muslim immigrants are raping Swedish women in unprecedented numbers. But their assertion is, no, ain't happening. That is fake.
2: Yeah, just like he said with The Washington Post. Right, right. uh, There's a Canadian reporter, Doug Saunders, who's claimed that the idea that Sweden was suffering from a rape epidemic falls apart. As soon as you speak to anybody knowledgeable in Sweden
1: well it, <laughs> I, it, and, and Leo if I can if I, I can say this um, they, they give you some statistics here in, in this particular article and, and I, I I haven't vetted these statistics but I do suspect they're they're not accurate um, in t- 2014 there were six thousand seven hundred reported rapes according to this uh, this author of this article at vox.com dated yesterday that figure declined to five thousand nine hundred and twenty in 2015 the year, year later, and then went back up to 6,560 in 2016. So you've got that uh, as apparently uh, published by, uh, according to preliminary Swedish government data. Your thoughts on, on those numbers and what what they're saying? Well, those
7: numbers, what did you say were for 2014? What was the oldest year that you cited? The, the, the
1: oldest was 2014, 6,700 reported rapes.
7: Right well did they compare that uh, ratio to other countries the the what the important stat is the per capita ratio of sexual assaults meaning uh how many sexual assaults per 100,000 women and if you compare Sweden's rate to other countries across Europe there's no denying that and it, uh, is amazing how they're twisting these numbers. They're also not going far back enough. If you were to compare the, if you wanted to get a feel for just how high they've risen, you know, compare them to 10 years ago, before there were that, the, nearly this many migrants in, in Sweden. You would be uh, astounded at the difference, uh, they w- in the number 10 years ago, uh, compared to now. So uh they're just manipulating the numbers. They're taking a very small sample of years. They're not comparing it to other countries in Europe. And then they're coming across as, well, nothing to see here. Move along. There's no real increase to show.
1: Very well stated. And I think the, your assessment is spot on uh, because, you know, you go <laughs>
7: The dishonesty dishonesty is is astounding. It it, it is. And
1: get this. They're saying, well, if there is, if there happens to be any increase, they're going to tell you why and listen to this. I can't wait to hear this. I
7: I think I know the answer, but go ahead.
1: Okay. You see, in 2005, they changed the definition of rape. Right. Go ahead. I'll I'll give it to you. (laughs) If you if you want, Leo,
7: they broadened the yeah they broadened the definition definition of rape and sexual assault, and and they're blaming that on the rise of feminism in Sweden. That the feminists somehow influenced the government to broaden their definition of of what a rape is. So uh, <sighs> you got that right, <laughs> <you> brother. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh oh, and, and the expansion of the definition includes get this, uh, having sex with someone while they're sleeping. And each instance is a separate attack. I'm not so sure, you know,
2: what a crock of. <laughs> uh, man. And if we can't, I mean, obviously, we're never, at this point, the news media is never going to admit the truth and say, yes, the, you know, immigrants and the refugees have created this uh, crisis of, of sexual assaults and crime in our country. They're never going to come out and admit that. So we, I guess, no, this because is like we, I
7: said at the top of the show, if to do that they would have to uh, admit that uh, this that, they, that this grand experiment has been a grand failure, and they're like you said, Joe, they're just not going to do that.
2: Right, and and um, you know, and I've seen remarks like this. There's a story. Um, that we wanted to hit on UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez saying that the rise in global terrorism is being fueled by Islamophobia. And I yeah, was, what the
1: hell? I Are mean, me seriously. Uh,
2: was this Mayor uh, New York Mayor Cuomo when when Trump issued the immigration executive order? Um, he said that the deportation of criminal illegal aliens would make the city less safe. And this is kind of the same. Uh. Going along the same lines, the head of the UN saying that the rise in global terrorism is fueled by um, you know, Islamophobia. <laughs> right. uh, How do they make sense of this?
7: I mean, isn't, isn't, isn't Governor Cuomo one of the ones who. Uh, on Twitter, uh, uh, Madeline Albright and, and many others are. are this uh, main and. you know, the Muslims are the persecuted ones now. They're the new uh, oppressed people that the Democrats are latching onto, uh, and and to hell with the rest of the world that is being persecuted by the Muslim by, by the Muslims, where we see you know Christians being literally wiped out across the Middle East uh, in the middle of a genocide. Uh, you know there was a genocide in the Middle East a hundred years ago that we recently celebrated in two thousand fifteen. It was a hundred year anniversary of the the Armenian genocide. As you know, the Turks, you know, wiped out over a million and a half Armenian, other Greek Christians they killed, it was over three million. A hundred years ago was not that long ago. We see it happening again with Qaeda and Al-Nusra attacking Christian villages, attacking Christians, crucifying them, beheading them. Raping their women, forcing them to convert to Islam, and who are they pitying? The Antonio Guterres, the UN Secretary General, says it's the Muslims that we should be uh, concerned about, and that all this Islamophobia that's going on across the world is what's fueling the terrorism. So what he's really saying, if you listen to that, he's saying. That that it's our fault that they're killing us. It's our fault. Too Islamophobic. If be so Islamophobic, the Muslims would be peaceful. Islam is a peaceful religion. And also, if they're killed, there must be a reason for it. And according to Mr. Our fault. Astonishing. Astonishing, but if you look at the history of us, this didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, you probably recall that resolution sixteen eighteen.
5: Hey, hey
2: Leo, Leo, uh, man, I got to tell you something. Uh, this, uh, your Skype connection is like really bad. Yeah, it'd be a disservice to to you and to this oh. interview to continue because we're for the last maybe two three minutes we've been getting every other word. Yeah, we want every word. We, oh, okay, so... Yeah. Can we reconnect... um On the backup line that you gave us?
1: Is that right?
7: Okay, sure. Yeah. I'll, okay. Let me get my phone.
1: All right. I really appreciate okay, it, brother. Sorry. All right. All okay. right. Folks, Leo Holman's coming back. Man, we don't want to miss a word of what he's saying because... Well, he, he Look, it is so important. Just going back, okay? Going back, what really sticks in my craw is the Sweden thing. You know... There is no rape epidemic in Sweden. You know, if, if I had, I, I don't have a sister, but if I had a sister, I've got a daughter. And let me tell you something, you know, I'd, I'd be really, uh, I'd be, I'd be on, I'd be on fire, uh, if I was in Sweden and, and this was taking place. And, and then to have somebody insult my intelligence. Anyway, I think we have Leo back. Or wait a minute, stand by. No, no, no we no. don't. Okay. All
2: right. but, 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 but
1: Okay. All right. So, yeah, just give us a, a heads up or whatever, throw something at me or, or uh, throw, throw something at us when he comes back. But
2: And what we were, were talking about uh, when he was cut off was we were still talking about the U.N. Secretary General, yes. Antonio Gutierrez, saying the rise in global terrorism is being fueled by Islamophobia. He was tying it into U.N. Resolution 1618 on in global Islam's effort to get the West to adopt Islamic blasphemy laws. Folks, go to World Daily, an article uh, titled... UN leader blames Islamophobia for rising global terror. This is exactly what we're talking about uh, in the story that we're talking about. And then you can uh, follow along with uh, Leo's body of work on WorldNet Daily because we're going to hit quite a few stories that he has up there on the website. And, um, and he's, a, he's a really talented writer. I. I he's a very smart guy, uh, yeah. very intuitive and uh, very well-spoken and uh, very intelligent and... Uh, his opinion is uh, right on the spearhead of of um, common sense and and reason, and he's a it's so rare in today's. World.
1: I, I I like how he he uh, talks about a, a variety of topics, but all of them very prescient for for the things that we're talking about here and what we what we're doing. It seems like we're we're kind of following parallel, if not identical, paths. Uh, Leo Holman. Of course, World in the Daily. And if you haven't done so already, his book, um, Stealth Invasion, his book, Stealth Invasion, uh, you can get it via Amazon. It, it, it's an amazing read because it, it, it strikes right at the heart of the problems that we're seeing. And, and this was just published here, uh, what, well, it was last month, January 24th. It, it's really a tremendous read, uh, Leo, uh, Leo Homan, Stealth Invasion. Muslim Congress through immigration and resettlement jihad, and really, at the end of the day, that's really what's taking place. Leo, we've got Leo back, and I'm going to kick it over to you, Joe, and you can bring him back on.
2: Yeah, sorry about that audio uh, inconvenience, yeah. Leo. Um, but right before the break, you were, we were talking about the, the, UN, the article you have on World the Daily UN Leader Blames Islamophobia for Rising Global Terror, and you were uh, talking and tying it into UN Resolution 1618. You want to explain right. what that is?
5: Sure,
0: uh, I had to brush up on it myself. I'd forgotten a little bit about that resolution, but, uh, in the wake of the 9-11 terror attacks, uh, the 56 Islamic countries that make up the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, the, this is the largest NGO in the world seated at the UN. They had been trying since 9-11, to get this uh, resolution 1618 p- passed and adopted by the UN. They had been unsuccessful. Uh, along comes Hillary Clinton in 2011 and helps them Uh, get this thing passed. And what it does is it, 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 is it sets up a sort of, uh, mimicking of the Islamic blasphemy laws, uh, in which, uh, people are, uh, singled out and punished for making statements critical of Islam. And uh, in the wake of this thing being passed at the U.N., that is when we started seeing all the countries in Europe and Canada all cracking down on free speech uh, on social media media, and other places that were critical of Islam. And uh, we saw it uh, also in the Obama administration. They couldn't get a law passed here uh, because we do have something called the First Amendment. But they tried to do it through the back channel of the U.S. Justi- Justice Department, Uh, Do you remember after the San Bernardino attack, uh, Attorney General Loretta Lynch made a very disturbing comment uh, that she would, quote, aggressively prosecute anyone whose speech on social media or otherwise, quote, edged towards violence uh, in regards to Islam. And she was forced to walk back that comment uh, by uh constitutional scholars who had a lot of outcry both on the left and the right and uh, we saw similar comments by U.S. Attorney Wendy Olson in Idaho after uh, myself and some others did some reporting on a refugee migrant cr- rape in that state of a little girl uh, by three uh, refugee boys from Iraq and Sudan. She made a comment that she would aggressively prosecute any quote inflammatory speech speech about the Muslim perpetrators and she was forced to walk back her comments so we could see them pushing the envelope even here in the United States in the wake of this uh, UN resolution that came down from the, originally from the 56 Islamic countries. It's really astonishing once you start connecting the dots.
2: Yes it is and um, you know the Going back to the UN and the Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez, he is a socialist. Um, he's got a very sketchy history, um, mm-hmm. and there's some information um, that we we've done on we've done some investigations on him in the past, and uh, have talked about his past. Now, what's interesting is we see with the the Trump administration, you know, the talk of defunding the UN. Um, you know, getting the UN, the, the money that the US gives to the UN, uh, taking that back and getting the UN out of the United States politics. Um, mm-hmm. and I know this is kind of sidestepping to a separate issue. Um, but while we're on this, just before the break, if we can, do you have any hope or do you think that the Trump administration and, and in Washington, we will see some kind of separation between the US and the United Nations, or do you think this is more fluff and, and, um, trying to keep the supporters happy or do you think that they're, uh, they have real intentions of changing things?
0: Wow, that is a, a good question, Joe. Uh, I would be uh, personally very surprised if we did anything like kick the U.N. out of the United States. It's been so entrenched here uh, in the city of New York since at the very beginning, uh, you know, on land donated by uh, the Rockefeller family and promoted by the all of the establishment institutions for so many years. Uh, yet, you know, it's 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 been a thorn in our side. Right. ever since it's been here it's been an anti-american uh institution it takes every chance it gets to take a swipe at uh, uh the us values and the us constitution uh you know i recently re- reported uh on the new urban agenda uh which is the implementation plan for the un agenda 2030 uh, which, you know, Agenda 2030 is sort of the updated version of Agenda 21. It's the U.N.'s grand plan for the world uh, on how they uh, plan to wipe out poverty and equalize every country and get rid of income in- inequality uh, by the year 2030. And this new urban agenda is the implementation plan for that. Uh, and in Article 28 of the New Urban Agenda, it talks a lot about, uh, a lot about migrants and migrant rights. Uh, yes, you heard that right. Uh, migrants living in foreign countries now have rights to come into the U.S. and other Western democracies according to the U.N. And this is what I'm saying by it being an anti-American, anti-U.S. constitutional organization. Uh, so, but will Trump have the guts to actually defund it he He may cut he may do some of that he may cut back the funding we 're currently funding twenty five percent of the u n s budget I would not be surprised to see him cut that back to say fifteen or twenty percent, but I know I do not believe he would kick them out of the u s and and totally defund them
2: yeah as disappointing as that sounds, I would have to agree. Um, I just don't see them allow them i mean the the power structure in washington um and those above them allowing them them being the the house the Senate or the trump administration to uh get rid of the u n uh unless it was you know being disregarded by the the globalist as a whole uh with the with the um uh the headway that they've made you know and you do a great job in your article folks go to worldnetdaily.com and and look at uh... u.n leader blames islamophobia for rising global terror there's so much in this article that leo Holman talks about from the history of antonio gutierrez as the head of the uh... refugee resettlement program to the ties to the obama administration and resettling refugees here in the u.s. um... and so much more in there about how uh... gutierrez is really um... He is a proponent of Islam more so than uh, freedom, the U.S. or you know uh, even the U.N. And this deals with what he has done in his past, what he's saying in the present, and what the U.N. continues to push uh, today. We'll be back with Leo Holman after these short messages. Don't go anywhere.
1: the products folks visit masterpreps.com again welcome to the hagman and the hagman report family masterpreps.com i mean wow it's insane
5: masterpreps.com are you ready for what comes next
7: from all of us at post in the woods. we pray you
0: have a healthy safe and prosperous 2017 and we would like to thank all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and Hagman family you're all a very wonderful and
7: special group of people because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you
3: to you for your support We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs. During the month of January, anyone who invests in their health by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're going to give to you our crisis remedy, just in case, for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that journey. May God bless y'all and may God bless America. Happy Happy New Year. Year!
1: There was a coup during the break. Eric said, I'm bringing us back. he chickened out. Yeah, you chickened out. Go figure. Uh, you could, you're mic'd up. You can bring us back if you want.
0: Welcome back.
1: All right. See, there he is, Eric the Tech. You can follow him. That's right. Follow him Woo! at Real Tech Eric on Twitter. Um, yeah, no, and thank you, Eric, uh, for all of the hard work that you're doing. to publicly thank you uh, to, to make us sound better than what we do which uh it is it is so thank you and and i don't know um i'll get you more electrical tape and uh, duct tape and scissors but anyway uh leo holman is our guest and if you want a really great resource for what is taking place not just here well worldwide it's called stealth invasion that's a book just out by Leo Holman. It's number one in terrorism in this category on Amazon. It's highly ranked. It's well celebrated. And uh, think about this. A Trojan Horse in the Making, a master plan, culture clash. Those are just some of the unholy alliance. I talked about that. Um, Building coalitions and on and on. Those are just some of the chapter headings for stealth, uh, stealth invasion. Stealth Invasion by Leo Holman, Muslim Conquest Conquest Through Immigration and Resettlement, Jihad. And that's exactly what we're facing. It's a great resource, great book. I've I purchased it via Amazon, and uh, I must say, he's right on the money, 100%. Before you get back to Mr. Holman, just very briefly, folks, mark your calendars, May 5 and 6, okay? If you're within a day's drive of Chicago... Oh, come and see us, Pastor Paul Begley. We are going to be at the Awaken to the Shaken conference in Gurney, Illinois. That's that's just north of Chicago. It's actually, uh, I don't know, probably an hour. Uh, it's between Kenosha and uh, Wisconsin and Chicago. But uh, Awaken to the Shaken, May 5 and 6, it's a free conference. You, you go to Pastor Paul Begley's site, uh, Paul, uh, what is it?
2: Uh, w- Paul, Paul Bagley prophecy.
1: There we go. Paul prophecy dot com. But but here's the deal, real quickly, and then we're going to turn it back over to Mr. Holman. May five and six, I informed Pastor Begley. Uh, I will be prov- I will be giving a presentation, never before heard about the details, the larger aspects of Pedagate. and uh, actually we've got I've got uh, uh, I told Tom Horn. Uh, 800 pages, but the truth is I've got about 1,500 pages right now of documentation. Courtroom-ready exhibits to present May 5 and 6. And Joe's going to be there, Pastor Paul Begley, Russ Dizdar. Come up, meet us. Seats are limited, so register soon. May 5 and 6, Gurney, Illinois, Awaken to the Shaken. Joe, I'm going to kick it back to you.
2: Our guest um, this hour is Leo Holman. He is an author at World Net Daily and uh go bookmark worldnetdaily and you can even bookmark um Leo's own own feed on worldnetdaily if you um like his writing that much and there is uh so many great stories he has there uh we we covered a lot of um, uh, the sweden immigration uh i guess we I don't want to call it controversy um you know the crimes that are happening with the the muslim immigration community and what Trump said and how the media has misrepresented it to the, uh, what you wrote about Antonio Gutierrez and the U.N. blaming Islamophobia for the rise of global terror. I see that you have um, a few of your latest writings, the one, the mega mosque being forced on Christian refugee community, uh, but there's also one, a story that you wrote, uh, that I'd also like to talk about because we're seeing a trend here um, with teachers, school teachers in Georgia fired for making pro-Trump remarks uh, what direction do you want to take this in, Leo?
0: Yeah, uh, if we could just tie back a little bit of what we've already talked about between Antonio Gutierrez, head of the UN, making the statement that, yes, there is an increase in global terrorism, but it's it's not the fault of the terrorists, per se. It's the fault of us in the West, who are too Islamophobic. And, and because of our... Uh, Our anti-islam comments and he talked about speeches feelings and policies so that that was a very wide that was a sweeping statement that I think he was trying to sweep in Donald Trump in the US Marine Le Pen uh, the uh, right-wing candidate in France and others who have been talking about the the problems with these third world migrants we need to scale it back Uh, well that's all interesting but then if you look at what we were talking about in Sweden uh, and the problems they've been having there, uh, the, a gentleman, a documentary filmmaker by the name of Ami Horowitz, recently made a, a documentary film about Sweden called Stockholm Syndrome. And in the uh, last part of this short film, he went on the streets of Stockholm and started interviewing regular Swedes. And... Uh, It was very interesting when he asked them, you know, do we have problems here with crime and and sexual assaults? A lot of them denied it, but a lot of them, some of them did not deny that there were problems. I would say most of them did not deny that there were problems. But you'll never guess, Joe, what what the cause of the problems was in the minds of the Swedes. It was their fault. They blamed themselves. They said if there are problems, we must not be doing enough for the migrants or what we are doing must not be the right thing. We must be, we must need to either do more or we must have to do something different. It was all on them. It was all the burden on them. And, and, and I just couldn't help but think back to Antonio Guterres' comment that it's our fault we're too Islamophobic. And so uh that leads me to the other story that uh you mentioned uh about the school district in uh Georgia, DeKalb County. It's it's one of the largest school districts in the state here. I live in Georgia, I'm not far from DeKalb County. And uh it's in part of the Metro Atlanta area and includes a large section of the inner city of Atlanta. And uh this school system uh has a school called Cross Keys High School that's in the the most posh area of the county it's it's mostly white, very wealthy uh, but this high school is eighty five percent minority and only one percent i think it's eighty five percent hispanics another section of blacks, uh, a lot of illegals, a lot of refugees uh, from Muslim countries, and only 1% of the school population in this all-white area is white. So that tells you where the the uh, wealthy liberals of that area are sending their children, not to the public school. But anyway... Uh, the superintendent of this school district, Mr. Stephen Green, put out a comment after Trump was elected that no anti-immigrant or anti-refugee speech would be tolerated among teachers and staff in DeKalb County schools. Uh, but then he came out and made good on his uh, threats uh, and actually fired a couple of teachers, uh, forced them to resign in late December. Uh, after the Trump election, but before he took office. And these two teachers apparently had made some comments in the classroom, uh, in front of migrant students, illegals, uh, to something to the effect that, you know, you may want to take precautions or talk to your parents to take precautions because you could soon be deported. And, uh, so they said that the statements were taken out of context and they didn't mean to be racist or anything like that. Uh, perhaps they were just trying to be informative. I don't know. But for whatever reason, they said it and they were, uh, forced to resign. Uh, then another statement, the second statement comes out from this same superintendent, uh, doubling down, uh, on this just a couple of weeks ago with another statement saying that, all speech against immigrants or refugees uh, or that that does not agree with our school system's quote welcoming policy we welcome all people from all countries in the school district, and if you don't agree with that, do not make any comments about it and here's the kicker on or off school property
1: How's that even off? possible yeah uh, how yes. can okay how can they i
2: and it's I, not guess, even, I don't want to say this rhetorical but you know, I, I, I want to add it's not even just um you know making disparaging or, or remarks against uh um immigrants or refugees it It even extends to uh i saw an, a story today that developed yesterday a teacher was reassigned for a facebook post praising enforcing immigration laws that are already on the books. Right, Which takes and, and, it takes to a whole other level,
0: yes, and this uh particular school district I'm writing about the county also uh placed under investigation a school nurse uh for something she posted on Facebook about uh immigrants or refugees and uh in agreement with the trump policy, and so she was placed under investigation. What we have here make let's make no mistake uh is the thought police. Uh, and this is not the only school district, I'm told, who is starting to crack down on these sorts of things. It's a nationwide phenomenon. Uh And so it, it just shows, uh, gentlemen, how Donald Trump is a breath of fresh air for many of us in this country. But the establishment, whether it be the media... Uh, or the educational establishment or the government bureaucracy establishment, they're all 100% entrenched in Barack Obama land, uh, which agrees with the U.N. Secretary General uh, and the Islamist world that we do not want anything in this country approaching free speech. Yeah, we have this thing called the First Amendment, but we need to find ways around that. Because it's just not, uh, practical in today's world. You know, we're, we're too, we're, we're multicultural, we're inclusive, uh, we invited the world to come to our shores, and we need to respect all these different cultures. We need to be more welcoming of the different cultures, and that includes Islam, and, uh, it just turns out uh, it just so happens that Islam is very easily offended. Islam is very touchy about things that are said that might be seen by them as critical of Islam or Muhammad. You cannot, you cannot, uh, utter such things against Islam. It's okay. It's okay, mind you, to criticize Christianity. Uh, I, I discuss that, this in my book, Stealth Invasion, how, you know, remember the piss christ uh art exhibit at the national yes. uh museum of art in washington dc some years back i think it was yes. about 20 years ago or more uh if you recall that was a big debate at the time but nobody ever even christians and even conservative christians none of us ever argued that robert maplethorpe the artist in question uh had the right to uh, submit a crucifix in a bottle of his own urine. Uh, The only debate was whether we should have to fund it with our own tax dollars. So, you know, we as Christians are some of the most tolerant people in the world, and yet if you listen to the mainstream, if you listen to the establishment, we are the Islamophobes, we are the intolerant bigots uh and it 's just a perversion of reality uh how do you guys feel about it
1: well leo you know, let me let me kind of circle back uh and and ask you a question that relates to this i um, I had announced on sunday through a video i did but uh i i uh, said it again today. We have uh, our team has some volunteer investigators who are infiltrating groups like um Indivisible, uh, uh, the Resist Donald Trump movement in all of its iterations and forms. Okay, now having said that, the information we're getting back is uh, is is really interesting, but there's there's a bipolar nature it seems like to, to all of this. That centers around Islam. It centers, okay. There's a there's a this Muslim component. It seems like Islam is being socially weaponized. Okay, um, where the Marxist anarchist groups. You think, for example, um, um, Bill Ayers and his the mentality of the Bill Ayers out there and Bernadine Dorns. Are weaponizing; they're using Islam very precisely, along with feminists, in these unholy alliances, to, uh, to 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 counteract and to assault the Christian conservatives. So my question to you is: I mean, is this part of the the bigger plan here? Because we're getting we're getting feedback and information from 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 our investigative assets saying, man. This is like I've never seen this ever i it, it's oh absolutely, yes,
0: yes, absolutely, yeah, and I talk about it in the book, and uh you know, I can think back to as recently as two thousand ten two thousand eleven, even into two thousand twelve, I can recall things some uh honest reporting still going on in the the national media about islam and terrorism and the connection uh i can even recall some reports on cnn you know i can re- i remember one distinctly on abc news that uh in 2011 that looked into the case of refugees gone awry in uh islamic refugees going awry in uh bowling green kentucky two iraqi muslim refugees there were investigated arrested and ended up being convicted and it was a very good in-depth report going they looked back into iraq and what was going on there with al-qaeda and how they slipped into the refugee ranks and ended up in uh, bowling green kentucky you know rand paul's hometown and, and i was just thinking to myself as i was watching this re- this old report on youtube by abc you know this report would never be aired to day. Never. And, and because it, it calls it calls into account Islam and makes these connections between violence and Islam. And and, and you're right. It's something has happened in the last five years. Uh, to solidify this unholy alliance, this, this disgusting relationship. And you say that, uh, you said that, uh, the leftists, secular leftists are using Islam, and I agree with that. But I think Islam is also using the secular leftists. It's a very uh, beneficial, two-way beneficial relationship. Good point. And uh, the the Muslims, I believe, are are going to be used, I I think I called them a battery ram for the left in the book, but they're, they're also like shock troops. If you think about it, you know, these snowflakes on the left, they don't really have the stomach or the appetite to engage in a lot of violence. But along comes the Muslim Brotherhood, and whispers in their ear and says, hey, you guys have been too easy on these right-wing Christian people for way too long, and look where it's gotten you now. You've got Donald Trump in office, and 80% of evangelical Christians, or people who say they believe in the Christian God and read the Bible on a regular basis, voted for him. And we can help you make sure this doesn't happen again. And this has been going on, and we told you so. That, you know, we warned you several years ago, and you listened to some of our message, but you haven't listened to all of it. And so, I think now they're they're both seeing that they can use each other to mutual benefit. They both have shared goals. They have shared enemies. Number one on the on the list is middle class, hardworking, salt of the earth, patriotic Christian Americans. They don't like those folks because they're too independent. They don't believe in global governance. They don't believe in scaling back the First Amendment and dispatching with our constitutional values like the left has long dreamed of doing and like Islam we know has wanted to do because Islam is the most intolerant religion in the world, does not believe in equal treatment for women, does not believe in free speech, does not believe in freedom of religion. These are all things that are shared values with these leftists socialist globalist and so yeah uh, I think the relationship has been in the making for many years it started being uh, really solidified like I said about five, six, five, six years ago under Barack Obama and now we can look forward I think to an even closer relationship between the two in the wake of Donald Trump
1: if, if I can ask this question which is in my view anyway kind of a normal um, continuation of your statement. What do you see taking place, uh, not just against President Donald J. Trump, but against the status, well, against the condition of America by these Muslim groups, by these, uh, socialist anarchist groups? Do you see, in your view, a bumpy, hot American spring, shall we say? In, in, in every sense of that phrase.
0: I do, and it could even be a longer hot summer uh following the spring uh Doug, uh you know, we we've we've ha- we've heard it coming out of their own mouths for months now. Uh Khalilah Sabra, who's a Muslim Brotherhood operative, spoke at the Muslim American Society conference 1 year ago, and she stood there in a Chicago auditorium filled with fellow Muslims and told them you know, we're the community that sparked uprising across the Arab world and across the Middle East. She was speaking of the Arab Spring, and she said, "Revolution we brought to these countries. Why not America? Why not here? Why not in America?" And uh, Nihad Awad spoke. The care uh, he's he's with the Council on American Islamic Relations spoke at the same conference and said that. Black lives matter is our matter and that we are the new we are the new uh, Ms Sabra also said to the Muslims we are the new black people of America meaning <laughs> the uh, the oppressed minority that will rise up and throw off the shackles of the white man who's been oppressing them for uh in the case of black people you know decades and and less less of a time for muslims but they are hooking up together black lives matter radicals uh saul olinsky community community organizing radicals and and muslim brotherhood revolutionaries and the muslim brotherhood you know it has a lot of experience in this realm to bring to the table a lot of experience dating back to 1928 in egypt and uh It's a very secretive, very seditious organization uh, that has always been studying revolution and how to attach itself to other movements and other sympathetic organizations. They're expert at this, and uh, and they're well-funded, well-funded by some of the richest uh, oil kingdoms in the world. Mm.
1: And the Muslim Brotherhood has a place in the heart of Obama, who's running... Um, a deep state shadow government uh concurrent with the administration of president donald trump uh, it's been it's been verified through his organizing for action again the third iteration of uh, his initial organizing for america and I do believe obama and and everyone in his orbit are proponents for the Muslim brotherhood um uh, you know, it would, and and you mentioned too, care uh, Council on American Islamic relations. Every chance I get, I like to remind people the unindicted co-conspirators of the Holy Land Foundation trial back in two thousand and six, I believe it was. So yeah, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. this is this is horrible. I, I mean, I, look, I I don't want. To, I mean, I don't believe we should be afraid as Amer- as Americans, but we should be forewarned, and I do believe in warning people. I do believe. That we are going to see some some pretty heavy duty significant violence this spring and summer, and as you had mentioned, Leo Holman's our guest as, as he had mentioned earlier um, about the uh Arab spring in America, that condition in America. Just think, man, we got about three minutes uh, Mr Holman, so two minutes actually uh so wherever you want to go in two minutes, is yours.
0: Well, I mean, I've had some people ask me, you know, about the Muslim Brotherhood, and, gentlemen, I am very worried about those who are in the government, embedded in our government. Just because Donald Trump has taken office and he brings this new agenda, you know, uh, make America great again, drain the swamp, uh, I I, I really hope that he... Uh, will make a concerted effort to cleanse the government federal bureaucracies of these Muslim Brotherhood operatives because they're still in there. Uh, a lot of them are not political appointees. A lot of them are in, uh, career, uh, civil service type jobs in Homeland Security, in Department of Justice, in, uh, immigration services and uh agencies relating to that and uh this is going to be the big agenda, the big challenge of Donald Trump uh a good uh indicator might be when Ramadan comes along will we see an iftar dinner in the white house look for that this is something that's been done under the Clintons, the Bushes, and the Obamas. Uh, so we need to see if Donald Trump will follow that tradition. If he does, that's a good indication that somehow these Muslim Brotherhood uh, front groups that you mentioned uh, are still somehow weaseling their way into the White House and holding some sway, if not as much as they had under Obama. They need to be eliminated and removed from our government uh, because they ha and and we need to see the president declare the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist organization uh, along with the half a dozen or so other countries that have done it uh, including Russia Russia Egypt Excuse me, Saudi Arabia, uh, and United Arab Emirates. Uh, you know, Saudi Arabia has banned the Brotherhood in its own country while funding it uh, its operations in other countries. That should tell us all we need huh. to know, right there.
1: Indeed, indeed. Uh, wow, Leo Homan, our guest. What an incredible, what an incredible hour. Uh, really, have a lot of respect for you, sir, and your work, your investigative reports at WND.com dot com and. Obviously, your book, Stealth Invasion, which is just a must read for anyone who really wants to know what's going on uh, here inside America. Mr. Holman, thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you so much,
0: Doug, for having me on. All right, brother. We look forward to having you
1: back on in the future.
0: It's always a pleasure. I look forward to it, too. Hopefully, it'll be soon. Take care.
2: Indeed. God bless. Good Good night, night. Leo. Coming up next, Stan Dale from standale.com will be our guest. Don't go anywhere.
5: Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by Prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com
1: so glad to be with you thanks for inviting us in your homes into your cars into your workplaces thanks for listening to us on archive thanks for watching us on youtube thanks for your belief and your trust in us um, it's because of you that we're able to get a list guests and uh like standale from standale.com you know it's it, it i just i was telling my wife again before uh before leaving for the studio I, I said, you know, isn't it amazing? Because we're she was, she asked me, she said, Now who are you gonna have on tonight? And I said, "Look, Leo Homan and um Stan Dale, of course. And, and she said, Boy, I remember you and Joe. Remember you guys waking up and listening to Stan Dale and Coast to Coast and she said, Isn't that just amazing? Isn't it amazing how things work out? And uh, we are we are just so grateful for the friendship and for the professional relationship that we have with Stan and Holly, they are their class A people. Before we bring Stan on, I just want to remind everyone again: please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It only takes a second. It doesn't cost you a dime. It does elevate us in um, in the ranks of the social media, social networking uh, media arena. And uh, really, we, we should we should be well over a hundred thousand. Uh, and I'll tell you this, YouTube, it does censor through uh, a very interesting and intricate uh, series of algorithms. But anyway, uh, May 5 and 6, Awaken to the Shaken, Pastor Paul Begley. It's a free conference. Joe and I will be there, Russ Dizdar, as well as Pastor Paul Begley. And at that, it's going to be at that given conference. I will be providing the people there. It's going to be exclusive to the people there. The, uh, my investigative findings, courtroom ready exhibits on what is known as Pizza Gate. Joe's got some things going too. It's going to be a fantastic time, up close and personal. So, do it, all you, but you gotta register. Go to Awaken to the Shaken. Uh, we'll have something up on our website about it, but, uh, just mark that date off in your calendar. Let's really fill the place up. And, and it's my understanding
2: that people are registering very quickly, so, uh, get, get on board. We'll Awaken to the Shaken. com. There you go. You go there to register for free. For those watching on YouTube, Eric has it up on the screen. Thank you, Eric. Uh, it will be you, me, Pastor Paul Bagley, and Russ Dizdar. Uh, And if you can get to that area, again, it is free. That's Gurney, Illinois, about uh, 45 minutes north of Chicago. Yeah, free to attend. You can't beat that. All right, with us each and every Tuesday. I might charge. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Each and every Tuesday is Standeo. Standeo com is the website. Um, Stan, we have a, a, I see on your show images page, folks, on Standeo's website, com, On the right-hand side. If you scroll down a little bit there's a microphone uh to the right of the microphone you'll see a show images button click that button and you can follow along with the research that Stan has put up to talk about on our show and i see a lot Stan about the well my, one
1: my favorite was the quite, 1997 interview i just you, you just folks you got to watch that oh. yeah
2: those interviews on there are great and he's got uh, a lot of his other work on there, um, you know, the Atlantis and the Garden of Eden, um, and stuff that we've talked about in the past. But getting back to, to today, uh, Stan, really want to get your take on these um, storms that are happening in California. We're seeing, you know, we've had the Oroville Dam situation last week. That's still not out of the, the water. We have a new dam in Nevada that they're calling for evacuations, and um, also on on your website. Uh, looks like you were Holly. Put up one of the top stories: Your heavy rain forces California residents to evacuate, and second story flood fears renewed as California is pounded by storm. Are we going to see a re-evacuation of the Orville Dam? And are it's other
5: quite camps, possible.
8: Right? It, it's certainly looking like it's going to crest. I mean, they're they're doing their best to to avoid that. But I looking at the uh, forecast on the, uh, the, the 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 website that has the uh, wind patterns. You know that null. Uh, dot .net or whatever it is where you can animate the wind and the relative mm-hmm. humidity and all that kind of stuff. Looking at that, and uh, for the next uh, 36 to 48 hours, I'm seeing a lot of humidity backing up all over uh, Northern California, going up into Oregon, plus a huge swath of it over from the uh, New Madrid area right on east to the East Coast and down into Florida. So we're going to see you know, raindropping everywhere, this is not normal for this time of year. It really isn't. And the concern I have with the rainfall in California is normally California's, um, oh, its geology underneath it is not uh, really kind of prone to sinkholes like in Carson, you know, soft limestone. But... They know over there when they get the Pineapple Express, you know, this this temperature change and rain change. When that happens, within six months to 18 months at the outside, they have a Richter 6 or better earthquake or several uh, where the flood and the mud flows have crept down in underneath the, the surface of the earth, down into the fault lines that are all over uh, California and either lubricating or, or weighting or look, you know, like, uh, making heavy, uh, certain of those, uh, fault lines are one side or the other or by lighting the load down if they trigger these earthquakes. Um, the earthquake has to be forming, you know, anyway. The pressure has to be building up to, to be triggered by this, but it's, the locals do know that this is a common problem. Now, you know, I've, as always, I put up on the website about the um, earthquakes, you know, in the United States and uh, image 11, I think it is, um, is showing uh, the earthquakes uh, in the 48, the lower 48 states. That was kind of oh. what I thought was important today. Um, and if you click on that and look at it, You'll see the pattern of quakes as normal right along the San Andreas red line going all the way down to San Diego and down to Tijuana. But I'm also seeing, you know, Richard 2.5, which is small, but it's it's telling where uh, fractures or you know, minor fractures are starting to crumble, uh, you know, the, the terrain there a bit, indicating it could be a bigger one or a bunch of smaller ones, one of the two. And you see at Oklahoma City from the fracking stuff, and then you move to the right, and there's a cluster of them right in the middle of the New Madrid Line um, at the uh, border between uh, Missouri and uh, uh, Tennessee and Arkansas, you know, where they all come together there. And at the same time, you see some over in Knoxville in in another earthquake prone zone, and you see some in South Carolina. You can see that that arc of these little tiny, kind of preliminary, you know, pre big quake type uh, fractures or, or, or earthquakes. So I'm looking at that, and then look over on the west side of the country. And all along the Rocky Mountains, up, you see that yellow swath of, you know, it's a normal uh, earthquake-prone zone that the USGS maps out. But you see little tiny, you know, uh, you know, pre-big things earthquakes going all the way down from um, well up in uh, Montana uh, up to the Canadian border, all the way down to Las Vegas, and then into the Salton Sea area, or just north of there, uh, and uh, into Los Angeles. So. With all the rain and stuff going on over there with a huge amount of flooding, um, I am concerned that we're gonna see some bigger quakes, perhaps a big one, uh, in the next few days there. Uh, we have to watch that because they need the water, but it coming, but having it come in such a huge volume so quickly. Uh, I'm concerned that it will seep down in it will make more mud flows and it may trigger some of these Pineapple express type earthquakes before six to eighteen months. It might happen in the next few days if it keeps up like this and we don't need that happen happening in that um uh, dam that's you know filled into overflow we were talking about there because if that breaks certainly they've they've evacuated people, but that that uh amount of water is going to sweep down and Perhaps get some folks who weren't expecting it to happen. In fact, I talked to one of the radio hosts yesterday on her show, uh, and, uh, to to Lauren Fenton, and she had just
2: I was reading about that today, and I read a few articles. That uh, one of them talked about the, I think, the cherry trees in D.C., and another one talked about um, in Chicago. I think it was on the Dredge Report. They talked about, you know, some uh, spring foliage popping up in, in Chicago, and they they said that yes, it was early, um, but is it damaging to plants? They went on to say no, unless it got really cold for again for, um, you know, a long period of time. Uh, but they put the uh, the cherry bloom in D.C. around April 4th, which they said, um, you know, was right about average, but they said the blooming is early. And it was just kind of strange, because usually when you see things in the news like this, they'll make, you know, huge deals out of it, citing man-made climate change and man-made global warming and all these terrible things that are happening, which is why we see this, you know, things are so out of place. But the news, the two articles I read today, and they were separate publications, Kind of, you know, almost no- said it was normal. Yes, it's early, but it's normal and it's not that big of a deal. Um, what do you say to that, Stan?
8: I don't believe that. Uh, you know, we're seeing these sinkholes as well in the last six years have been increasing like exponentially. You can see on one of the graphs there um, that I got uh, off the SOTT site. Uh, look at uh, image 7. Um, and these sinkholes form because of acid water flows and, and pipe leaks and whatever. We've talked about it dozens and dozens of time, times, but these form as the ground is eroded underneath the, the buildings or streets or wherever it falls down like that to form that perfect cylinder straight down into the depths of the, the, the mantle there. And I, I keep saying, I think that so many of these happening and with the increase in the numbers that we're seeing, um, you know, a stretching of the planet's surface the expansion, a slight expansion, which is allowing these eroded areas to erode faster. And when you talk about, you know, three or 400 of these a year, like in, in 2015, and that's kind of an estimate that one uh, side made, that's a lot. And it's, it's more than we saw in 2010 and 2011 by heaps. Um, I think something is happening, and we... We need to kind of get prepared for it. I, I think we're going to see this all over the planet, this strange weather. Uh, I don't believe it's normal. It's There are all these things connected together. We've got problems with the sun emitting, you know, uh, particles and radiation out of the, the they kind of call it the gash, but it's just a coronal hole across the southern part of the sun. So, no, I don't think it's normal. I, I know that they try to avoid panicking people and, you know, killing property values and, you know, panic buying and that kind of stuff but we've talked about this so many times in so many ways and shows and uh, it's getting to the point where people are going to get caught if they haven't started preparing and escape routes and uh, your spare food and water and gasoline and uh you know, a boat or something. Uh, when I was talking to Lorraine about her situation, I kind of joked, and I said, you know, you're going to have to start sleeping with an inner tube, you know, around your waist at night. And she laughed. She said, no, no, I've got a rowboat parked outside. <laughs> for, for real, you know, and I'm thinking, wow. Uh, there are some people thinking ahead there. But anyway, yes, it's not normal, in my opinion.
2: Okay. Um, and I know that, you know, we're where we are up here in, uh, Northwest Pennsylvania. Um, this winter, it's been, we've had a, a very mild winter. We've had, you know, uh, a few weeks strung together of, of cold temperatures, you know, uh, 10, 10 to 20 degrees. But then we've had, you know, in December, in January, and now in February, you know, at least a week each month where we have, uh, temperatures of 40s, 50s, and 60s. Right now, um, this these last uh you know 7 to 10 days and in the next few days we've been looking at temperatures in the we had it was up to 70 degrees the other day and it's going to be 70 degrees in a few days and you know 50s yeah, and we're 60s the same thing we were
8: 73 today so tomorrow 74 i think in Dolly. 76 now
2: so. yeah i mean it's uh and, and we they're expecting you know big thunderstorms here on friday uh due to the warm weather and then the cold front moving in but definitely unseasonably warm. I know that we broke one record this month, then we're scheduled to break another record on a Friday. Um, this
1: has anything to do with it, but uh so, you know the thunder snow is described in uh where was it, Connecticut or New York? Uh we see the thunder snow every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh but but uh, wow, the variances, the fluctuations of temperature, the uh precipitation
2: fluctuations. Something's going on. Well one question, Stan, I want to ask you that I've seen um a few people claiming is that the fukushima radiation due to the continued meltdown of fukushima specifically reactor number two now they're talking about some china syndrome happening and the continued um leaks of, of radioactive materials into the into the ocean since 2011 is could that in any way heat up the ocean causing these you know atmospheric rivers we're seeing over california and a more westwardly southwestwardly um and mild uh, wind?
8: I don't. Or is this I, I
2: something different? No,
8: I, I don't think it will contribute that much. It may contribute particles, you know, of, of radiated particles up into the air and into the ocean as well. But the thermal side of it, uh, imagine this, if you had even uh, atomic bomb, say like Nagasaki or Hiroshima, go off over in, in the Japan region, like where the you know, Fukushima is, even that would not be enough energy to heat up, you know, the air and the water significantly. It would take, you know, hydrogen bombs, you know, a thousand times the the strength. So I don't think that's a major contributor for the thermal changes. But there is something which I showed last week. These darn jet stream uh, things that have changed their pattern and are moving uh, eastward across the United States further than they should be. And I think that this is... You know, one of the major factors that is causing this change in the, the weather stroke, you know, mini-climate at the moment, I don't think that uh, I would blame the weather guys for making mistakes right now because it's just so unusual. Um, it, it's it's producing patterns in the water and in the air that uh, are just, you know, kind of not in the statistical norm, in my opinion, looking at all the data I could grab on it. Um, it's, um, yeah, know, it, it's bad and it's it's not something as a surprise to me and it shouldn't be to you or your listeners because we've talked about it so many times that these things are going to intensify the climate's going to be chaotic we're going to have extreme heat extreme dry extreme cold extreme wet you know all these extremes and they're going to be in places that they don't normally occur they're going to be surprises to everybody um you know, we are seeing signs here, as I said last week, of the globe willow trees out in the neighborhood here starting to put little buds out. It, they think it's springtime. Uh, you know, and with the flooding, and with the drought, and with the fires, we're looking at impacts on uh, global food production, in particular, you know, vegetables and fruits. And things California, <laughs> where we get a lot of our fruits and, and uh, nuts. <laughs> I uh, think keep the nuts. But anyway, uh we get that stuff from California and this flooding is going to impact that. It uh it will screw up the, the growing and harvesting seasons there, I think.
2: Well that's definitely um uh cause for concern. And um another thing that we saw with that I see up on your show images page, I don't know if you want to get into this okay. now. Uh, the sinkholes. There were yeah. um a few sinkholes that popped up around the Orville Dam, and in other areas. But you have some interesting maps, uh, sinkhole probable zones in the U.S., uh, and then the the one I like, that's number nine. Number seven, sinkhole events increasing. You know, there's been a, a debate whether the reports of sinkholes have been increasing or actual sinkholes, by the numbers have been increasing as of late. And uh, from the graph you have here that goes back from January 2010 through 2015, the number of sinkholes have definitely increased tremendously.
8: Well, okay, now I got this uh, off of the SOTT.net um, Signs of the Times uh, website. I couldn't find anyone else, you know, uh any of them, that said that the number of sinkholes is increasing. But then they defend themselves and say, well, of course, uh, we don't take count of all the sinkholes around the planet. Because a lot of people that experience them in their neighborhood or you know in their driveway, whatever, don't report it to us. And on a global basis we don't know. So I don't know where the Science of the Times uh, website got their data, but it, it uh it's in conflict with what the official is saying. Um but I can tell you I I I've never heard so much about sinkholes as I have in the last five or six years, have you?
2: No, never.
8: You know, as a kid, as a young man, I never heard of such a thing. I mean, the earth opening up and swallowing a car or dropping the center of town down into a vertical shaft, we would have heard about it. It would have made, you know, world news. But no, this is a new phenomenon, and I am reasonably, reasonably sure that it's going to get worse. You were saying about the the, the maps there, that they're uh, picture 7, 8, 9 on the show images page. What I did is I went to... um a site, you know, one of the government sites that shows where the types of formations are that could uh, be eroded by some water flow of some sort and produce sinkholes. So I thought, alright, well, we'll, we'll give this out there to people to look at. And if you live in one of these areas, well, okay, excessive rain and stuff like that, uh, then you might be concerned. But look at California now with all the problems they're having. The only place really that you've got to look at is oh, over on the in the mountain region and up toward the border to Oregon up there near Eureka. You see those dark blue and then the light gray areas there. Um, So the the gray areas are humid and they get you know above thirty inches of rain average, and they um, they have. The blue areas within that gray area up there are the type of rock, the karst, K-A-R-S-T, that can be eroded by these things. And all these things here, yeah, there's, there's so many variables that I really can't blame the news and weather people for not being able to accurately forecast what's coming tomorrow and the next day. We're in a state of change. That's just it. We've even got wildfires down in the south part of Colorado here.
2: Really? I have not yeah. first have heard of that.
8: Yeah, yeah, look it up. It's, uh, uh, I forget the town. Uh, Holly, do you know the name of the area down there, where those fires are in our state? I didn't know the word fires. I just said that it was getting
0: ready for fires. We had all of the front range from Wyoming border down below. I don't
8: know about the fires. I'm pretty sure that they said it was in progress. I thought I saw a, uh, a TV news item on it. I'll uh, double-check that, but... Yeah, more fires pop up in Colorado as dry, windy con- conditions persist. And that was eight hours ago on the uh, Denver Channel. Uh, Rabbit Mountain Fire in Boulder County. Um, front Range uh, fire danger rises along the Colorado Front Range. Twenty-two hours ago, they were saying it. Fort Collins, you know. So yeah, we've got a few fires.
2: Now, do you uh, do you think that? It- are you guys in a fire prone area or is this, um, unique to your area?
8: Oh, you mean like where we live?
2: Yeah, or where the fire or is. the right.
8: state. Well, yeah, we, we do get, uh, a lot of fires during the, the summertime normally. Um, and where we live, or where Holly and I live, of course, uh, we've, the worst we could have is like grass fires that might catch some of our 60 some odd pine trees on the property. But we have neighbors within shouting distance, so they can hear us if we yell loud. So we're not out in the in the bush. But Holly and I prepared. I mean, I've got a five horsepower uh, water pump, and I've got all the proper water hoses and a tank, uh, several tanks actually of water that's stored there to fight fires with on our property and our neighbors' property as far as I can reach. And you know, a couple hundred feet of uh, fire hose and a nice fancy, you know, fire. Hose head on it that the fire guys use, and the only thing I don't have is a little fireman's cap to put on, you know. But other than that, we're ready to fight it when it comes here. and uh, I'm going to send you one of those. <laughs> okay. <That's- laughs> But I've sure got an axe. I can, I can go out there with the axe. Holly said, yeah, I'm talking about the axe. I can go out there and chop burning things down and get them out of the way. But, um, because of where we're located, if I, that's out in the back, you know, where I'm talking about the fires and the threat there to be grass fires igniting trees. And with strong winds, they'll blow, you know, embers across and catch things afire. So, uh, the back portion of it is where the threats to us and our neighbors back will be. But in the front portion, if it gets loose, we're right across the street. We've got, a fire hydrant, and so I've got one of those wrenches. You can go over there and open up the fire hydrant and hook up to the hose, and and I could hit uh, probably two or three more homes, and uh, with water streams, a a proper fire hose, and a proper fire hose head to uh, put out the fire in the area, so uh, I'm going to be a popular
7: neighbor if we have a fire here.
2: This This sounds like it. And we only got about a minute before the break, stand but the reason I asked is because, um, I was going to ask if the fires in this time of the year are they normal, uh, or, or oh, is this not something that's an no. season? No, they're. Out these, of season. So these are conditions you'd expect more as the spring progressed and the summer came and the drier conditions set in. Yeah. So this is something that could get a lot worse um, yeah, in definitely. your state if the weather patterns continue. Okay.
8: Yeah, yeah, I know it's not the norm. We, uh, as I say, all over the planet, we're seeing weird stuff happening in the weather. Um, you know, like, whales beaching and stuff like that—hundreds of them. We hear that yeah. from time to time, but this is early in the in the year for this. I just, well, Amazing. we know that we're going to get to the tribulation uh, points. So
1: keeping my helmet, then. Never mind.
2: I'm keeping the fire helmet. <laughs> Stan, uh, yeah. we're up against the break. Okay. Um, we'll do it after the break, yeah. When we come back, yeah, we'll pick up right where we left off. Folks, you're listening to Stan Dale from standale.com. Bookmark his website and visit there daily for uh, important news and information. And then each and every Tuesday in hour number three, you, he will join us here live, and you can follow along uh, with his research on the show images page. We'll be right back with Stan for our final segment right after this.
4: Visit HagnerReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. There shall be great tribulation. Such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be.
1: the products folks visit masterpreps.com again welcome to the Hagman the Hagman Report family masterpreps.com i mean
5: wow it's insane masterpreps.com are you ready for what comes next
7: from all of us at Training House in the Woods. We pray you have a healthy, safe, and prosperous 2017. And we would like to thank
0: all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and
7: Hagman family. You're all a very wonderful and special group of people. Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you to you for your support. We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs.
3: During the month of January, anyone who invests in their house by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're going to give to you our crisis remedy, just in case, for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that drink. May God bless y'all, and may God
4: bless America. Happy, Happy New Year! Year.
1: Going to Hagman Report. Uh, don't forget, folks. Bookmark HagmanReport.com. Check it daily, and, and watch via HagmanReport.com. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That uh, just go to HagmanReport.com, click on the uh, YouTube link there, and then subscribe. And follow us on our social networking sites. Uh, Stan Dale is our guest. Prophetic barrels, written by Holly Dale very applicable to the times in which we live as well as Dare to Prepare and with every purchase of Dare to Prepare and Prophetic Perils they issue uh, a uh, full uh, full slate of green stamps uh, with every purchase <laughs>
8: I remember yeah. those green stamps yeah. yes we used to collect S- them
1: as a kid S&H green stamps remember that that's right that's right yeah. they were like money that's right Yeah.
8: well hey, yeah. Sorry, go you. on.
1: No, okay. back to you, sir. Uh,
8: while we're in the break there, I was looking up um, uh, some more information on the uh, storms over in California. And uh, I don't have a link to it, but I'll tell you where it is. It's on a website called The Verge, T-H-E, Verge, which is V-E-R-G, TheVerge.com. And it, uh, today's article, one of them is showing that every 200 years, California suffers a storm of biblical proportions this year's rains are just a precursor to what is coming Um, you know they're predicting vast
2: Much of the forecasted rain I mean I'm looking here at the um map on your page um and you have them updated from their uh, from today the mm-hmm. latest rain totals do we know how much i mean they were predicting you know anywhere from six to ten to thirteen inches of rain um is this storm still ongoing or is, is it just the beginning or are we still expected to see a lot more
8: um uh, well from what I saw on the um the, the an old website which shows all the precipitation and you know the winds and all that kind of stuff I think we're going to see uh, more uh, in the next week it, it's, with the change in temperature I, I'm i not sure whether it will be you know uh, like cold or cool rainstorms I think we may see some lightning storms and some you know, severe uh, thunder and lightning because of this change in the temperature again it's kind of a you know a, a guess at it but uh I'm just pulling up that wind map now to answer your question here. I'll have a quick look at, uh, uh, let's see, we want to see California. We want to see temperature. Yes, well, now. Okay, they're they're showing cool temperatures in northern California. And the winds prevailing show they're going to sweep up from, like, Los Angeles up toward uh, Colorado. And between the border of Oregon and California, going over toward, uh, looks like Wyoming. Uh, these are, that's just the, 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 temperature and the hot winds. But the relative humidity does show a, uh, a potential for a lot of rain. Uh, well, right now, for, uh, along the, uh, the border between Nevada and California. I'm just gonna skip up one day here and see. Uh, what happens it shows the rain will spread into more from the the mounds going toward the coast of northern California and as I said earlier the eastern half of the United States from New Madrid you know Mississippi east and north is just going to get a lot of rain it looks like in the next day looking at these uh, commuter models that, they, that are used to do this and it will let off um, on the 23rd it looks like it will start to to dry up a bit for California and the southern states.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. looking here um, on the Weather Channel, there's a story, at least eight dead, more than 200 evacuated as northern California reels from second round of storms. Um, More than eight people have died as a result of the storms. 200 people were evacuated from flooded San Jose neighborhood. Um, evacuation order remains in effect in numerous northern California counties. The spillway gates of the Don Pedro Reservoir were opened for the first time in 20 years, and they said that the flooding from the first round of storms left at least five people dead. And then uh, today, they said that the water continues to rise, and, um, another 225 people needed to be evacuated, and three other people died, and they expect more rain. Um, and and water to come in, and continue to create uh, more terrible flooding conditions. They said that there's going to be, it's a very serious situation. There's a, a very high potential for flooding, and there's going to be widespread property damage, uh, at the very least, and that is from the Weather Channel.
8: Well. Okay, I agree with that. That's what we're looking at. If you go over to our news page, the main page is Holly Updates you know, with the news. Um, I, I assume that you do like most people. You get the photo of the day. And if you go to the photo of the day uh, today, it's a graphic showing the billion-dollar weather and climate disasters. Uh, I think it's for uh, 2016, last year. Um, the drought, the floods, severe storms, tornadoes. And a tropical cyclone and a wildfire all pounded the U.S. Lower 48 last year. This was the worst for major disasters in 37 years, except for 2011. Um, and there are a number of of uh, things to look at there, with the IDs of where the storms occurred, and you know, earthquakes or whatever. Um, and plus a graph showing uh, the uh, the dollar value of the things from.
2: No, no. Uh, an amazing story, um, for sure. It's a, yeah. a good news, even though it's a bad situation. It turned out to be good news, which is something we don't get a lot of these days.
8: I don't even know how she. I mean, how I talk about. We don't know how she could breathe. I mean, if you look at the little rocks and the dirt and dust and stuff piled onto her, and then a mattress on top of that, and then more parts of a building that fell down over it. Holly, uh, do you remember how long that girl survived?
0: I don't know any any time was given. Yeah. It was all in a
8: foreign language. Yeah, that's true. Well anyway, uh, you look at that and you're gonna get claustrophobic. I just okay. I, I wow. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay, what are we doing here? Okay.
2: Uh, if if we can, um just looking at some of the these stories on your on the page of your website one of the oh, things yeah. i saw that, that you've uh, that you or holly have put up that we've talked about uh, in the first hour with just me and my dad and in the second hour with leo holman is the uh trump today you know came out and made some statements again against anti-semitism and we see this increase of uh, threats being made against synagogues and other jewish institutions we saw a cemetery vandalized and headstones removed, I think it was 50-some headstones removed from a... I think they said about 100 had been knocked off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, And then you have the, you know, Trump saying that anti-Semitism won't be tolerated, it's not going to continue. Then you have the the media coming out and saying that Trump is anti-Semitic for (laughs) what he said. Um, (laughs) Oh, uh, what? What do you make about these threats, this increase in threats against Jewish uh, synagogues and institutions and schools?
8: Well, it's in line with the Bible prophecies. You know, that there people are going to, uh, you know, like be like the Nazis. They're going to be uh, hating Israel and the Jews. Certainly, the world is at uh, a very critical point uh, as far as the threat of nuclear war in the Middle East, and it all hinges centers around Israel trying to protect itself and remain a nation and not give it away or be forced to give it away to the Palestinians or any other country for that matter. Now, um, we've talked about this, and I still stand by this this view that what's going to happen over in the Middle East is going to be blamed on Israel once Israel has to use nuclear weapons to defend itself against various Arab countries, uh, you know, most probably uh, Iran and uh, uh, parts of Syria and Russia. It's going, and even Saudi Arabia might be involved in this, this, is, this is how I wrote about in the Prophetic Perils book. When Israel defends itself with super neat weapons that you know vaporize, burn armies up, the world is going to be panicked because it, knowing that Israel will use them, uh, they've kind of broken the uh, un, unspoken, unwritten code of don't use nukes, use conventional warfare because we can't afford a planetary nuclear war. They're going to panic, and that's why people are going to hate uh, Israel and the Jewish people, thinking that. They have caused all the trouble in the world by this nuclear exchange is going to occur, and that's wrong. You know, it, but it's biblical saying that they will look for them, they will hunt them out to try to kill them anywhere they are in the world because the world will hate the Jewish people and particularly Israeli you know, Jews. But um, it's we're going to be in the same boat. The, the Americans are, are going to be hated even more than they are now when things break loose over here when we have a civil war we have an invasion by Russia and China whatever these things are coming so many of
1: Stealth in You know, this, well, I, I think what we're seeing is the Trojan horse uh, yeah. component here. Did,
8: did you see that picture uh, about the, uh, Holly, you put that picture up of the Trojan horse out of the pinata, didn't you?
1: Yeah, and how is it in your area? Um, I'm just curious. Uh, well, maybe that's an unfair question, but, but 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 you know, we're seeing pockets. It just seems like overnight, or, or I shouldn't say overnight, but very recently, we're seeing pockets of of immigrants. It's it just seems to have really blown up over the last, I'm going to say, eighteen months. Where, I don't know, it's, it's, it's almost, yeah, well, it just seems like it, 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 the situation has been exacerbated over the last 18 months. And I, I don't know what we well, to attribute that to.
8: Where we are here.
1: Of security, border security that could be employed. I think that uh, should be looked at. Yeah, you're right.
8: And, and then, of course, you've got the the tunneling thing, and, and there are ways that have uh, been around for a long time to detect tunnels, you know, under prisons and things. But we can look at them going under our border. Um, there are some technical, uh, you know, engineering problems. Like you've got part of the where the the wall has to go. Is it going to go on the U.S. side of the Rio Grande? Or the Mexican side or down the middle of the river. You know, it's, uh, uh there are things that will have to be uh, handled another way rather than putting a concrete wall there because it just won't work with the the geography of the area. Right. I'll tell you what, I, I was looking at uh, President Trump this morning in the early news broadcast. He had bags under his eyes and uh, that guy worked right through the weekend reading papers and, and getting things in, organized that had to be done just overnight. Um, and my hat's off to him. I just I hope he uh, stays healthy and, you know, uh, gets some rest uh, because he is really pushing the envelope as far as his health to do all this.
1: You, you know, I, I happened to see Stan, uh, uh, I, I don't know what channel it was on, but it was new or not newly released, but uh, it was billed as never before seen video uh, relating to the JFK assassination. And it took me back in time, but it, uh, it, it it gave the, the viewers an idea of the political landscape during the summer, you know, months before the assassination in 1963. And I just, I had a weird feeling. I mean, it just, the vitriol against JFK, uh, it wanted for treason, you know, the signs back then uh, in certain pockets. It just, I I just have the same feeling. I don't know. It just feels the same.
8: Um, yeah, well down uh-huh. in Texas, you know, uh, um, Texas Board region down in Dallas, um, the sentiment was very high against, uh, uh, Vice President Johnson and, uh, uh President, right. uh, Kennedy at the time, um, you know, because of the things they were doing that, uh, were kind of precursors to the behavior that Obama, you know, uh, exhibited when he was in office. So, you know, I, I kind of found, you know, uh, JFK quite personable and never wanted to see you know anybody hurt a man like that for Andy's brother um, and as you say the political tensions were very high and of course in Texas um, we take those kind of things pretty seriously um, you know the, the Friday night brawl or something you know but um, uh, it, this is worse this is much worse
1: yeah, yeah you know it, it definitely is in the various socialist Marxist groups that are. I, I, I read an article where the uh, uh, Socialists of America, their membership has grown tremendously over the last couple of weeks. Well, since the, the election has grown. Really? Uh, yeah. It's, so I, I don't know. I mean, this whole thing, to me, is going to. I really suspect that we're going to see some really heavy duty violence this spring and summer in this country. Well,
5: look
8: at it. We've got. Polarizing, uh, sections or segments of the American people. You've got obviously the, uh, the race, you know, black against white, uh, you know, you know, against tan, uh, you know, uh, you've got economic factors, the rich against the poor, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, that kind of stuff. Um, you've got uh, liberal versus conservative or extreme right, extreme left, and the extreme left, uh, you know, have been so, you know, uh, peace, love, and harmony, that they're having to learn about weapons and stuff, but they're being taught very quickly so that they will be like the extreme right, you know, like well, those of us that are prepared and have uh, weapons and, you know, uh, methods to defend ourselves against the raiding hordes, but that's a polarity there, and uh, you got religious polarities, uh, you know, uh, Islam against, uh, you know, Catholicism Christianity in, there. non-Islam, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Sorry. And... And and we know, you know, there,
8: there, the Muslims in this country, the majority of them are probably, you know, peace loving and that kind of stuff. But they go by the book that they, you know, the Quran. And in there, there are things said, you know, they're encouraged to kill the people of the book, the Jews, the Christians. They're encouraged to enslave them in essence and charge them a tax to live under Sharia law. This is not. A, a religion it's more like an institution and a, you know a uh, groundswell takeover of our country that the, the, the uh, Muslim has gone into and and the average Muslim is not going to be doing this because you know they're like most Christians today they, they know they got the Bible you know they, and for them they've got Allah we've got uh, Jesus we've got God and uh, so they go about their rituals, routines and the majority of them don't sit down and plot the the detail that is in the Quran to, you know, overthrow, to take over Christianity and force people to become Muslim. They just don't do that. I, I've known a number of Muslim families here and in Australia, and it just is not in their nature because they, they're not, you know, fanatics, you know, extremists of their own faith, which I, I think is more like a business and a, an army than a, a, a faith in, in a real God. Mm. Me.
1: No, I. I you, you're right on the money with that. Islam to me is is a political uh, movement disguised
2: as a religion. Yes.
8: Yeah. yeah, I was looking uh, for the word. You're right. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, well. Stand image 14 on your show images page. Potentially yep. hazardous asteroids. Uh,
8: yeah, that's neat. Uh, there's a uh, an article that goes with that. Uh, if you click on the picture, of course, you can see a. Um, a blow up of it uh, the majority of these uh pathways that they show of these asteroids that they categorized and, and catalogued um, will not come close enough to the earth to, to be you know a threat unless they say something disturbs their orbit you know um, right. problem with the sun, extreme solar wind bursts that push them out of their their normal orbit into another one uh a perturbation they call that, but when you look at that picture. Look at how many thousand pathways, you know, of these asteroids that, that they can track. Uh, or, you know, they're not going to the sun. They're going out to the inner planets, you know, Mercury, Earth, Venus, Mars. It's just really crowded with these things. And the person would be silly not to realize that we've got a threat there. And I tell you, it's not an easy solution. You know, even if you threw money at the problem how to, to um, detect the asteroids that are, are potential uh, Earth, uh, you know, near-Earth orbit, uh, you know, uh, impact, uh, impacting type of asteroids. Even if you could throw money at it and detect them, then you've got to throw money at some way, some magic way technologically to deflect their orbit or to destroy these things so that they, they don't hit the Earth. Uh, you know, if you have an asteroid you're tracking that is aimed at Earth, and they know it's going to come, right? And let's say it's on final approach. Well, you see in the movies, okay, we'll blow it up with, you know, nukes and everything. will be happy times. It'll be little pieces and that's it. But that's not the way it happens. If you don't nudge that whole asteroid away from the Earth you move it, you know, so that it goes several degrees off course and misses the Earth, if you break it up into a zillion little pieces, then you're going to have like a shotgun effect. It's going to hit all over the planet and distribute the heat and the impact all over the planet and kill people everywhere in a much wider kill zone. So, you know, there are a number of solutions that have been offered by people, been, uh, you know, theorized, but there's nothing that, you know, we can throw money at at the moment to actually defend the planet uh, with all the things that might happen with this. And that's why I thought this was important to see the pathways of these things and, you know, that we know about. And you can go to JPL where I got the jet propulsion, that's where I got this, and have a look at it. And... uh, you know, they'll tell you that uh, they're somewhere between, you know, 460 feet uh, uh, in diameter, which, you know, that's that's big enough to to hurt uh, the planet wherever it hit, and it shows that uh, none of these that we see here on the map are a threat for the next, you know, during the next hundred years, unless something changes our orbit, which could be a comet coming in from the or cloud out there uh, that we didn't know about, and it perturbs things. Um You know, there's something—a uh, larger planet out there too. I'm sure it, we know it's out there somewhere in our solar system because it's compressing the orbits of of uh, Uranus and Neptune, and Neptune, and it also has affected Pluto. Which is Holly told me she read it today that Pluto has now been promoted to a planet again.
2: What? Oh yeah, my God! Okay. Yeah, NASA going to make some announcement. Um yeah, and it has something to do with Pluto or, or another planet outside of, um, Uranus or Neptune that, uh, another article said was Pluto and that they were going to try to make it a planet again. Um,
8: he's up, he's down, he's in, he's out. Oh gosh. Poor Pluto.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you gotta well, laugh. You gotta well, laugh. Thank you, my brother. We're at the end of the oh, show. Hey,
8: listen. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I know we're signing off here, uh, but I wanted to uh to uh, tell you that I've put up a new video on our you know, the, the YouTube channel and Standeo channel, it is. And you can see image five A, where you see America and the, or New York, and you see Statue of Liberty falling into the ocean. There, uh, you can see an hour and a half, hour and twenty minutes worth of lecture that I did on the Prophetic Perils book and what is happening oh, now. Huh. I just got so, it loaded up last night.
1: Okay. Well, check that out. Indeed. Uh, uh, fantastic. All right, Stan. God bless you.
3: Thanks for you All right. All right.
2: Bye-bye. See you. Tomorrow, Paul McGuire, first two hours, followed by Pastor David Langford. Have a good night.